Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. I, I, it's ESPN Central Texas, the Mosley Show with Aaron Sexton. Aaron, I just had this moment right before the show where I was just like, my gosh, there's like a million things to talk about. Like, what do I want to open with when I witness that crazy Baylor game? And, and then you had the everybody out there already at uh, Midway today. All the stuff going on there and the big, we had the, uh, obviously we were talking about the other day, the uh, that Joe Gillespie would be the next head football coach. And boy, the today they had the board meeting and all the stuff was going on. Everybody had gathered around there. And uh, I even saw, I even saw like some footage, Aaron, of some, some off-season Activity, some push-ups already starting out there at Midway. The Gillespie era, it's off and running. And, uh, I mean, a lot of the, the elite members of, uh, of our greater community in Midway ISD, parents, all kinds of folks, the business folks, they were, they were kind of out there on the scene observing everything. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, a special uh, board meeting that was for 1 p.m., today out there at the mat all right and of course they've approved the hiring of uh gillespie what are you going to do i mean this guy's like got unbelievable credentials um aaron i will tell you the more i hear the more you realize i mean this was a coveted job i mean i i'm just uh, i'm just starting to kind of things are trickling in as far as like the interest level from different people, um, and I, I just was, whoa. I mean, I, I it, this was impressive, um, and I did see there's there's some interesting names that have shown up. People getting hired recently. You saw the news of uh, of of uh, Todd Dodge getting back in. I mean, these are out there. I mean, and what. As if they needed help out Lovejoy, Lucas, that area. As if they already, Aaron, had everybody from, like, if you had, if Richardson Pierce or even, like, Lake Highlands High School, which is in the Richardson School District, if if Lovejoy heard, like, hey, I hear they have a pretty big-time receiver out there in that area, out there in Richardson, I wonder if they'd like to maybe come this direction. And suddenly... Families end up out there in Lovejoy, Lucas, whatever you want to call that, Lovejoy High School. It's become an elite high school. Baylor's gotten baseball players out of there. Volleyball, they do a great job in volleyball. But um, anyway, I thought that was interesting. But that these big names from high school and even college football have uh, have been out there. Todd Dodge had a 
head coaching job. You'll remember at UNT, but he's known as an elite uh, high school coach, first and foremost. Um, Gillespie, of course, replaces Shane Anderson. Um, and that, you know, did not, uh, that, you know, just a, a very unfortunate thing that happened last year, the ending, a very abrupt ending to the Anderson era. Uh, you know, they had just struggled to get the thing turned around. I, I think maybe they were on the verge of it and you got to hand it to Ezra Martinez who took over the interim coaching job and, uh, led midway to a four and one finish to the season and a share of the championship. Aaron, a lot we have seen recently when there's interim does a great job of like the interim getting the job. We've seen that in college happen. We saw it at Boise State. I think this is just such an elite opportunity and a big time coach uh, opening that you, Midway had to throw this thing open, and and when they did, you never know. Okay, what's going to be the interest level? Whoa, whoa. I mean, the more I hear of the people that were interested in this job, it uh, it is pretty uh, it's pretty remarkable. So anyway, I know we had AFC and NFC title game. I know we had all kind. Of, I was even interested in the Aussie Open. Uh, my man Yannick Center gets the victory in the Aussie Open. And Aaron, I didn't I did not wait up till two thirty in the morning Sunday morning to watch it. I actually went to bed around then, 2.30 or 3, but I did last night get around to watching it. Great comeback. Great comeback. Over the weekend, at some point, Aaron, I'm, I was somewhere, and somebody's saying, hey, do you know, uh, uh, there were, it was, I, was, I, was in a, I think I was, at a, oh, I was at a high school basketball game, and somebody said, um, yeah, uh, Luca's got 59 points through three quarters. And I just thought, oh, my gosh. And Aaron, <laughs> generally you think if somebody gets 73 in a game, which he did, like it would be maybe in a blowout and you just kind of let him keep scoring. And you, Nope, nope, not with these Mavericks. Aaron, I think that would they win the game by six points? Yeah. Over, <laughs> over the Hawks? <laughs> over a, a very mediocre Haw- Hawks team. <laughs> oh, man. If you've ever, I guess that was his way of reminding the Hawks, because I know they love Trey Young and what he's done there, but that may have been his way of saying, you know what, I don't, that, you know, that trade, that uh, famous trade that was made between the two organizations, basically, you know, swapping places, Trey Young for Luka. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's turned out okay, and Luca is unbelievable. Seventy-three, of course. By the next game, Aaron, what was he? He scored twenty-eight, which sounds like he. Yeah. Think about that, Aaron. Like, and he had a triple double, <laughs> but triple doubles can be kind of cheap. He came down. What? What does that come out to? About forty-five points. He scored. Think about that. You scored like forty-something points fewer, and you still scored twenty-eight. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It's just crazy. Now, Aaron, I do like this. These coaches that are getting hired now for these big-time high school coaching jobs, this was the – for some high school coaches, like at about 52, they're like, ah, maybe shut this thing down, or maybe I'll try being a principal for a little bit, you know, but I think I'm going to wind this thing down. Gillespie, 52 years old, Aaron, 
we're younger than Gillespie. Um, he's he's just kind of he's just he's spry and ready to give this thing a go. And I bet he'd like to go a decade at Midway. He was a finalist for the Frank Broyles Award as the nation's top assistant in the 2022 season when the Frogs made the uh, the national championship game. So, um, I mean, this is really something. And well, Ward has uh, Ward White has major Stephenville ties. Oh, Ward his own businesses there. He's been a coach there. Um, he spent a lot of time there in Stephenville. So Gillespie, of course, was uh, major Stephenville. And, uh, I mean, look at that, Aaron. He, he spent 13 years as an assistant at Stephenville prior, um, you know, including f- five years under Art Bryles. Now, again, all this information is out there, but just, just so I can give my man some credit, I'm reading some of this from the, Bri- the, uh, the uh, Bryce Cherry article in the uh, Waco Trib, all right? I'm, that's where I'm getting my information on some of this background. Uh, and I love reading the Waco Trib. Three under Mike Copeland and five under Chad Morris. Aaron, that was just like a – uh, Copeland, I'd have to think back on Copeland's career a little bit more. But, I mean, think about Bryles and Chad Morris. Highly decorated uh, high school coaches who became big-time college coaches. And Chad Morris would rise all the way to being the Arkansas head coach after being at SMU. And Bryles would become one of the best coaches in the country at Baylor. And we don't need to get into what happened after that. So uh, I am uh, – I mean, that's exciting. I, I, mean, I that To me, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised. Midway is going to pay a very competitive salary. But I don't think it was about, oh, they blew him out of the water on money. In fact, I was looking at, you know, Bryce to see because these state kind of things, you can, do, you can quickly find out how much somebody is making. But I'll – I'll take a peek at that. But I don't think it was about, like, because, I mean, obviously he's going to be taking a significant pay cut from what he was making at TCU. This is just a big-time job. Big time. Uh, and so this is uh, this is exciting. And uh, uh, so Midway has, has made a uh, major hire in Joe Gillespie. Now, Aaron, I don't know if you're like Colin – I don't know if you're like uh, Colin Cowherd, and it offends you when when the guys go with the cap turned backwards. <laughs> but the the He's major st- the the photo in the Star Telegram from the Star Telegram that they're using in the the lead story on the Waco Trib right now. Great website. I love seeing what the Waco Trib has. I bet they'll have an updated story any minute now with some more quotes. Um. Aaron, I always look down under like what other people are reading, and it always it always makes it always makes me sad because like the it's always like some place that I liked in Waco has closed. That seems to be the big news, and uh, so anyway, I, I I went down there and it was kind of sad to read of a couple more closings, but I don't want to bring the bring the room down. Uh, he also had Joe Gillespie had a seven year run as an assistant coach at Tulsa. Uh, that would have been under Phil Montgomery. So huge Bryles, huge Stephenville ties. And, uh, and, and yeah, Aaron, he did have the cap turned around backwards in this photo they have. So he's a man who might, uh, 
I did that in a in a very Aaron, a huge game of tennis that broke out today. I did turn the cap around backwards. For some reason, that felt like what I needed to do, and I don't normally do that. I did that when I was in college, and by the time I was in my 30s, I felt like you couldn't wear the cap backwards anymore. Like that was like what youngsters do. But whatever, coaches can do that sometimes. Baylor used to have a coach under Bryles that constantly had his cap backwards, and his name was Aaron uh probably coach gush who am i thinking of one of those guys down there always had the cap backwards um and so aaron we did have some baylor coaching news as well uh the bears uh in fact you know the young simcox i think i i think i uh oh simcox pointed this out to me baylor um and aaron i'm not saying you have to plan like a i don't know if this needs to be in campus confidential today but uh, according to Football Scoop, Baylor special teams quality control, Tyler Hancock, I like Tyler, is expected to take a coordinator role on Pete Limbo's Buffalo staff, sources tell Football Scoop. Aaron, I got to tell you, not a bad staff to be on. Who came from Buffalo, Aaron? Do you remember in, in recent Big 12? Do you know who was on the Buffalo the Buffalo head coach? None other than Lance Leipold came from Buffalo. So major, major, good staff, and they do produce really good coaches. So congratulations to Coach Hancock. I also, Aaron, was, uh, oh, and Baylor's trending. I always kind of get excited when I see Baylor trending. Um, Oh, okay. All right, here we go. Because, Aaron, tomorrow... At 10 a.m., we we will have the Big 12 Conference will have major announcement um, schedule be announced at 10 a.m. All right, so that's kind of fun to think of. Aaron, is that is, have you seen anything leaking yet? This is when there's a lot of leaks. I'll see if I can provide some leaks, see if anybody can share some things with me. We'll start. We'll start leaking out uh, Baylor games, Aaron. We don't. So we know we got the grid right for everybody they're playing. This is kind of like the NFL. We just now will kind of get the uh, the order for everything. Is that right? Yeah, I think that is. Uh, I think that is correct. So um, at uh, ten a.m. That is okay. Baylor 2024 football schedule uh, t- at uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Very exciting stuff. Um, man, I need we need Coach uh, Aranda. We've got all these coaches lined up. Aaron, we've got another. We had a great. We had um, uh, the other day we had, um, oh, we had two really good coaches. We had the O.C., Jake Spavital, and then Chris Kapilovic. Uh, last week, this week we'll have Jarrett Anderson, the new tight ends coach for the Bears, was with Gary Patterson for many, many years at TCU. And then uh, Keenan Hall, expected to have Keenan Hall, the associate head coach and the running backs coach for the Bears. So um, I uh, I tell you, I am excited to uh, to share all this with you. Tons of stuff to get into uh, I was uh, front and center, and uh, I mean, this is uh, 
This is that was a tough, another really tough loss to TCU. I've got thoughts. I want to react to that. We'll have more on this huge hire at Midway, which we talked about the other day, but it's kind of become official official with the board meeting and then folks were gathered out there and and to get to meet him and all that kind of stuff but midway has a new coach and he is a major major deal and that is joe gillespie takes over at midway high school and uh ward and i will be uh we will uh it'll be very exciting i think hopefully ward will have him on tomorrow's show but uh the um, the uh, 12 to 2 production but uh very very Big-time hire, and then we'll, of course, have him right here at ESPN Central Texas for his first local radio interview. All right, let's let's um, let's get into it, and I uh, will have more on Midway at 4 o'clock. Looks like Nicole Sheeran, who was on the scene, is going to jump on with us. We got Pete Souza today at uh, 420. And then uh, later in the day, in the 5 o'clock hour, more from Jake Spavital. So just a huge afternoon starting to play out on the Mosley show. Uh, and uh, But next, let's get into some of those conference championship games from yesterday. Aaron and I react next. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in Foster Pavilion Thursday hosting the University of Texas. 7 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 7.30 tip-off Thursday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. 
Coriel Health has an all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Buff injury expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Coriel Health orthopedic team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern-looking feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. And uh, we do need to react. We'll have uh, NFL uh, Blitz Package at 340. And we'll just continue to roll through all the headlines. Of course, we can start now look ahead to the Super Bowl matchup. But I'd be remiss. I don't want to start looking ahead. We'll have tons of time to talk about the Super Bowl ad nauseum in this matchup. Aaron, let's begin today by uh, – and, and at some point I do need to – and we'll have uh, Pete Souza on today at 420 – um, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, and Aaron and I can talk about it five to the uh, the TCU Baylor game another excruciating loss you know they have these things it seems like they're fine they're up 10 with like 10 minutes to go then they're up eight with like the under eight minute timeout they're fine and they chipped away and chipped away and then suddenly it's like a one point game with three and a half minutes left and they found a way to lose the game now they found a way to stay in the game and force um, 
double overtime. Then there's a triple overtime, but they, they lost the game. Two, three straight heartbreakers. Could be 6-0. and oh. Could be 6-0 and oh right now. And uh, it, is, uh, it is tough, and there are reasons for it. Um, I, it's like, Aaron, one thing I would say to you that's weird, and you are, you're a numbers guy, it's strange to finish with 102 points when you shoot it that poorly from three-point range. And I, I do think we've got to get out of this narrative that, hey, this is a great three-point shooting team. They're just not. Um, I, I think four of the six games, uh, I was talking about this with Cam on the way home from the game um, the other night, Aaron, the four of the six games, they're three and three in conference now. They've shot like 25% or less. I mean, Ray J has hit a couple of big threes late, but overall, every time you look, it's like, ugh, five for 19, five for 28. I mean, again, if you look at the full season, I bet it's still up around 38, 37, 38% or something like that, and that's fine. That's fine for the whole season. But when you look at conference, I think in conference, it's probably dropped down to like 30%. So, one thing they did do in the second half, I mean, they just got away from it, penetrated. Misi was awesome. Misi was incredible. One thing that's tough is, and we've brought this up, so we're, this is not like breaking news, but they don't have a backup point guard on this team. I mean, Miro can come in and hit some threes maybe and give you a little punch off the, uh, off the bench. Jaden can try to get you through running the team. But he needs to be slashing, defending, doing all the things he does as a shooting guard. So, basically, you need Ray J out there for 45. You know, you go into triple overtime. I, I don't have the minutes in front of me, Aaron. But, I, you know, I bet he played an enormous amount of minutes. Every time he goes out of the game, you're just kind of like, who's supposed to run the team? I mean, that's not none strength. It's not Langston's strength. Um. It's not Walter's strength. I mean, it could be, maybe in time, they could feel more comfortable like running a team or something like that, but they're not there. So you got to have Ray J running the team. Ray J still turns the ball over too much, but he's gotten a lot better about that. And he's great. I mean, Ray J is a clutch player. So, like, Aaron, it'd be one thing if you just said, well, they're just not clutch. These guys just aren't clutch. But they Bridges hit a huge three. Before the buzzer beater against Texas, Walter hit an enormous three to put that game into double OT. So I have a hard time accepting, well, they're just not clutch. Well, they just don't have a killer instinct. I do think they have some clutch players, but they're not closing out games. Is that a defensive problem? Maybe. Maybe. Is that Are they identifying things like, I mean, TCU, gotta, you got to hand it to them. The other day, Aaron, they go into a zone, and TCU goes boom, boom, three. They, they hit a three, and then they go in, in the deal, and suddenly, you know, a 10-point lead's a five-point game. And then before you knew it, it was a one-point game. And, of course, I, I mean, I was, I was kind of like Scott. I mean, it's like, who else can kill you? They got hit by a – they got killed on a lucky shot by a K-State kid. And, and then Jamil – Aaron, Jameer Nelson Jr. doesn't even start for them. In some games, 
I'll look, and he maybe have four points, six points. It's not like he's like some kind of huge scorer for them. Had 30. Had 30 against the Bears. And on the most crucial play of the game, uh, and they list him at 6'1", he does not look 6'1". I mean, I, to me, he's 5'10", if that. He's like 5'10", maybe give him 5'11". There's no way that guy's six foot, but they list him as 6'1". And he goes in there, throws up a shot, and goes and gets his own rebound. He's in the paint. They got all the big guys in there, and he gets his own rebound, puts it back in to put the, the Frogs back up by one at an enormous point in the game. That may have been late. Oh, gosh, that may have been in the third overtime. Aaron, in talking about that game, have you run into the issue I ran into? Like, it's just hard. To, without, like, a stat sheet in front of you, there's just – it's hard to keep everything separate. And I had that happen the other night when I was asking Scott a question, and both he, both Scott and I were both a tad bit hazy because he's trying to react to this awful loss. And I'm like, Scott, what about the second overtime? At the end of the second overtime, that play, uh, and they it ended up not. It was Ray J. Didn't get a good shot. Of course, right before that, Baylor had an inbounds play. And that's what Scott and I were kind of going back and forth about talking about. They tried to get the ball on a – they wanted Misi on a on a uh, lob, and they didn't get it. And then, of course, they turned the ball over there. It looked like it was going to be reviewed, or they did review it, and it ended up being TCU's ball. Aaron, at one point in one of those overtimes, Bears get called – for like the head scratching of all head scratching, 10-second call. I think it's third uh. OT. <laughs> They're up three. Mm-hmm. So I want to say it was like 88-85. Again, if, I'm, if I've got the overtime wrong, I'm sorry. But everybody knows what I'm talking about that was at the game. Great crowd, by the way. Loud crowd. Crowd was awesome. Um, uh, Ward was sitting next to me. We had a good time at the game. It was loud. I walked around more, saw more of the arena. Love it. Lo- I mean, just I. Be- I mean, I know people are mad about the view on the TV camera, but if you're at the game, all the views are awesome. It's incredible place. But here they are. They got a three point lead and the ball. And Aaron, what was it? A m- maybe like a minute and a half left. Like it maybe I think it was triple OT. And here comes Langston. And like and 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 again, they're bringing the ball up the court, and they're not even getting pressured that much. I didn't notice like some horrible pressure, and 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 I gotta say, I was think I was looking down at my stats or looking down. I was trying to do play by play on my legal pad, and he they call him for ten seconds, and then there was one call late that I hated, where the guy, the official at the at the uh, at mid court. The guy on the baseline did not call the Baylor player out. I think it might have been Langston. Maybe, no, it might have been Ray J. But he calls Baylor out with like two and a half seconds left. So in the, at the very end, all they could do, TCU kept trying to make missed free throws to give Baylor a chance, but all they could do was throw it down the court and try to get some long shot at it. They did not get it. And the Bears lose. And Aaron, I, I have a hard time seeing these things from, you know, the the TCU perspective. But for them, that's like one of the wins of the year. 
like when you can go on the road and win at a place like that that was that loud and that crazy. Um, sometimes I'm like, why can't the Bears get these calls at home? You know, I've Scott's had this conversation with us before, Aaron, about how the crowd impacts the officials. Now, I say that. Jamie was very mad at the officials. He got a tech. Now, Aaron, you may remember the timing on this. There's like there's like eight or nine minutes left, or maybe it's like ten minutes left, and TCU's having some trouble. They're down at least eight, eight or nine, and Jamie gets a tech. Like, you you make those two free throws there, and and you go up ten. First of all, and I'm sure he's got a great free throw percentage, but like, you want your six seven or six eight as bridges? Maybe again, maybe he's the guy, but he bricks, he misses both technicals, and then you get an empty possession. I don't think they scored. They got the ball back, and Aaron. So you get Jamie with the tech. TCU's already down like eight, uh, and or, or ten. It was either eight or ten, and you miss both technical free throws, and so it ends up giving TCU a little bit of a lift. I mean, he was so put out with that official, and the guy just had enough. And it finally calls, you know, calls him on it. So, anyway, um, I honestly, Aaron, didn't think, like, I kind of thought the officials let him play. I mean, I know it sounds weird because Baylor shot, like, 28 free throws or 24 free throws in that game. But... I honestly didn't think, I thought for the most part, I mean, there were a couple, there were some calls I didn't like, but I didn't think it was that poorly officiated. I really didn't. And I'm sure there's some fans that when Baylor loses, it's all about the officiating. I I, I can't say that I had that thought watching that game. I didn't think it was like horribly officiated or something like that. I just thought, Aaron, if I have to ever see Chuck O'Bannon again, Aaron, have you seen, like, some of their scores this year? Like, he barely – in some games, he barely plays. He'll play, like, five minutes. He comes in off the bench. His dad, obviously, was a famous player at UCLA, Charles O'Bannon Sr. This is Chuck O'Bannon Jr. And, Aaron, like, at the at the huge points of that game, he goes three, three, three. Like, he, he puts them, like, three down, and then with, like, a minute left – he ties it. I mean, it's just I've never seen a team. A lot of times when you're at home and you have a three-point lead, you, you kind of defend and run people off the three-point line, and you feel okay late because you're like, okay, as long as we can defend, and the Bears just keep allowing these enormous shots. Now, it was this guy, he's got the funkiest-looking shot. Early in the game, he shot a three, and you're like, oh, please keep shooting. Please, Chuck. And then Aaron, how many did he hit? He had at least three threes that I remember. And they were huge, and they were from the corner. Um, Aaron, of the Texas, the TCU, and the K-State, which one stung most for you? TCU, easily, because it was TCU. And, I mean, they were all tough, but there was, like you said, there were so many moments in the TCU game where it just could have been – Kind of pretty much over, and they just could the two missed free throws, a 10 second, not blocking yeah. out on the, you know, letting a guy, Jameer, yeah, my height, get, you know, get an offensive <laughs> rebound and a putback. I mean, it, 
I mean, seriously, the guy's not much taller than that. It's it's frustrating. I know it's frustrating, obviously, for coaches and players too. But it's it's been pretty brutal. I think it's best, Aaron. That like, I know you run a lot of these games uh, from a production standpoint. I think it's best that you're not part of the post game show, like that you're 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 not on the air for those <laughs> because you're I you're you're you're. Uh, you were not happy. You were not pleased. And I know a lot of Baylor fans felt the same the other night. It was just, it's just, oh, it's just frustrating uh, to lose that way. Um, I, You know, Aaron, I, I think I shared this with you. I, I thought it was a really cool, it, it, to me, it speaks to Scott Drew and who he is. I mean, obviously he was mad and they lose and, of course, there I am wandering around after the game asking about something second overtime. And, he, you know, everybody's kind of like, wait, what happened at the end of the second overtime? It's just hard after a game like that. And Scott, being who he is, like after the game, uh, I'm making my way home not that long after the game. He's trying to process this horrible loss, and he gets word to me, like clarifying what I was asking about like that. That's the kind of dude he is. Um, and not just for me. I mean, he would do that for other media members. Uh, he's just, he's just, uh, he, I mean, he's kind of like wired differently, like even in, and he was kind of funny. I, Aaron, I thought one of the funniest moments I've heard from Scott drew after the deal, they said, <laughs> cause he was talking about how Jameer Nelson kept banking shots in and somebody asked him, they said, um, they said, Coach, what's a, what allowed Jameer Nelson to be so effective against you guys? And Scott's answer, he said, our glass. To me, Aaron, that was one of the funnier lines I've heard from Scott. And it was right after this awful 105-102 loss. And I just thought it was, it was well-timed. And it was funny because he basically was just like saying – our backboard is like what? Because the guy was—you could tell—it was a TCU guy, a TC. Somebody covers TCU, and he was just like Scott. What allowed? What allowed Jameer Nelson to be so effective? He banked in three threes. He said, Scott said it was our glass. I thought it was. I thought it was a funny line, and um, and that's the thing. Scott is—he can be. I mean, he's—I've seen. He's even gotten a little. I mean, I, I asked him something after a Big 12 tournament loss, and he kind of came back at me. Scott can be a – I mean, I know he's like the the nicest guy ever, but don't think he can't be a little prickly and can't come back at people. Uh, but he was funny the other night. Like, he said that, and, and he also was, like, asking the TCU media person, he was like, is that guy always like that? Is he that good? Like, I, I, it was just funny. He was kind of, uh, again, some his Scott's anger comes across differently than some coaches' anger because even though Scott was very frustrated. And by the way, I think I, I know Scott sometimes says the whole thing about, well, typical Big 12 game. The other night, what Scott led with, which is kind of interesting, he said, I want to apologize to all the Baylor fans for what happened at the end of the game, uh, you know, for losing that game or whatever. 
So he makes an apology to the fans, and then he said, you know, our guys feel like crap. I mean, Aaron, it's not Jim Calhoun dropping a bunch of F-bombs when somebody asked him about some recruit he didn't get years ago who ended up playing at Providence. But, you know, that was that was Scott's way of letting us know, yeah, yeah, this one stings about as much as you think it would. Okay, Aaron, let, as promised, uh, I just, I don't know, I felt like I needed to get all that off my chest because we were in the middle of all that Baylor stuff the other day. I got to say, though, great crowd. And I love, I walked around, Aaron, I don't even know if I'm supposed to have access to some of these clubs they have, these club areas. Whoa. Whoa. I kind of went to see some of that. If, if I were someone who were like was trying to buy season tickets and I had a bunch of money, I think I would be splurging for some of that club access. Wow. Those were very cool. Kind of down there, floor level. Um so uh, really, I, I, every time I'm at the arena, uh, at the pavilion, I go discover different parts of it. All right, Aaron, let's do let's do NFL Blitz, and let with a focus on what was our man Dan Campbell thinking. That is next. Come join us live from Rudy's this Thursday for the Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday and hear from softball head coach Glenn Moore and men's tennis coach Michael Woodson. That's Thursday from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday from 6 till 7 p.m. is with John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Delhi. 
Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids, and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank Central, Central National Bank, member FDIC. Save big on your next pre-owned car or truck at Richard Carr. Well-qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2021 Nissan Versa for $196 a month or a pre-owned 2021 Buick Encore for $286 a month or a pre-owned 2018 Chevy Silverado for $360 a month. 100 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles are on the lot and priced to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the New Year New Ride pre-owned savings event at Richard Carr. Richard Carr, we give you more. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley. It is Aaron Sexton. And uh, we'll react at the big board meeting today. It was kind of a formality. We... We knew it would uh, it would go the way of Joe Gillespie, and uh, boy, congratulations to Brad Shelton, the whole crew out at Midway, big time coach. I mean, goes from being the defensive coordinator at TCU straight to Midway High School football coach. He's been a decorated coach over the years, and and uh, in Stephenville, and uh, so to get an opportunity like that, it just uh, yeah, it's it's. It's big time, big hire, and uh, Nicole Sheeran was out there in the middle of all that. She's getting ready for a big TV package that will run um, this afternoon or this evening on uh, Channel 6. So she'll join on, join us at, I believe, about 4, and then we got Pete Souza on at 420. Aaron, we got to react to these games. I mean, Lamar's going to keep facing the 
same questions, but I, the one I can't get out of my mind is uh, Detroit <laughs> jumping out to that lead and and having that kind of uh, success and then just blowing it. And I, it really felt like their head coach hurt them more than helped them in that second half. Absolutely, and that is uh, where we will start. The 49ers beat the Lions 34-31 in the NFC Championship game. That was after a record 17-point second-half comeback by the 49ers. That comeback was helped by some decisions by Lions head coach Dan Campbell, who went for two fourth downs in the second half that ended up costly for his team instead of kicking two field goals. That could have been the difference in the game. By the way, uh, in the article about Coach Campbell's decision, which he stands by, he says, quote, I, I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig. The fourth and two from the 49ers, 28. If you go for it, the computer gives you a 90.5% chance to win. If you kick a field goal, the computer gives you a 90.3% chance to win. Are you talking about the first, third, uh, yes. let's see, the fourth and two. Okay, yeah. with 7.46 remaining in the third quarter, and you're up by 14. So Aaron telling us that at that point. No, 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 to... these are not, not the one at halftime, the two in the second half, sorry. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about in the third quarter with 7.46 because they ran on third and four, they ran the ball, they handed the ball to St. Brown, and then fourth and two was – Oh, the, the pass to Reynolds, drop. yeah. Yeah. Or so, uh, and it, it, yeah, you're right, Aaron. That's a, I saw a similar deal. It said ESPN's win probability model, 90%. Um, right there when they lined up to do that. Now, there, there were, that one was a little more defensible than even the later one which, because, of course, more of the game has played out, and you have the ability, Aaron, and, and feel free, Aaron, if you have the probability on that next one, um, that that one you can tie the game at 27, and you're again going for it thir- uh, fourth and short, fourth and three. <laughs> and I know people, Aaron, I, there have been some pushback today. Well, you don't know if they would have made the field goal. Well, I mean, these were makeable distances, and you got a chance there to make that thing 27 to 27, Aaron, with what, nine, about nine minutes left in the game? I think that's right. Fourth and two. Let's see, that's fourth and three. So you could have had a 17 point lead on that first one. And then the second one you pass up, you literally can tie the game at 27. I. I mean, I know McCarthy gets a lot of backlash on some of his game management, and deservedly so. But, man, there just seemed to be some things Campbell was doing. Now, again, he didn't fumble the ball. It's not his fault Jameer Gibbs, and it's not his fault his dude went up and, like, missed an interception and had the ball, like, go off his face mask <laughs> and have that unbelievable ca- play by Ayuk. Yeah. I mean, you did have some some really bad things that went against the Lions that are a bit out of – I mean, those things are out of 
Campbell's hands. But, Aaron, the thing, the things he did have in his hands seem like he screwed up. Yeah, and the, I get the first one, it gave you a .02% better chance, according to ESPN's analytics. The fourth and three from the 49ers 30, the second one you're talking about, gave, you, gave them a .03% better chance to win. Yeah. So, I mean, the, both of them are yeah. literally, like, they're st- statist- statistically insignificant. Yeah. Well, it, the, it, the, the point of analytics is to give you an advantage. Neither, going for it on either of these times, neither time gave you an advantage. Yeah, and, and you're right. And you have to sometimes put things in context where you are in the game and not just be, like, robotic, hey, this is who I am. This is who I am. Did you hear the announcer at the end of the game, Aaron, like saying something like, and I like Olsen fine, but like it was the right call because he was true to himself. Oh, yeah, that's deliver me. <laughs> now, he, he screws up the ending too. All right. Cause that, and I was screaming about that. The one thing you can't do is burn that timeout. You've got three timeouts. You've got three timeouts. Those are, that's your ammunition. That's your ammunition. You're about to turn this thing into, if you score that touchdown, which they ended up doing, you get it to a three-point game. But, the, but Aaron, then they, they, they burn that timeout. So he, they run the ball on third and goal from the one with a minute and five remaining in all three timeouts. You could argue, Aaron, I know people are like, well, I mean, should they run it down there? That's like, even if you say it's a long yard, maybe it's a two-yard line. Maybe it's more like the two-yard line. You still can't do what he did. You would rather have an incomplete pass and then kick the field goal to get within seven because you have all three timeouts left. The, it's like the, the, the timeouts are even more precious than the points. You can get, you can get a three or a seven there. But the one thing you could not do is burn that timeout. Like, Aaron, I'm not like some kind of mathematical savant. <laughs> you know, I, 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 and I don't think you pretend to be like, well, I've got all the answers on analytics. But, I mean, we're sitting on our couch and can know that, that the last thing in the world you can do is burn that timeout. The minute they bang that timeout, and I know they scored, and I know if the guy had to recover the deal, well, he touched the ball too early, by the way. So it's not like I know you can say, well, my gosh. Oh, I just, Aaron, it gets me fired up again even talking about it. Because, I mean, mismanagement there, passes up the field goals. Oh, I'm going to be true to myself. So, again, does it take away the great year they had? Eh, no. But it, it, it really makes me think differently about Dan Campbell. I love the guy. Would I rather have him as the head coach of the Cowboys than Mike McCarthy? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. But that's that that kind of stubbornness and, oh, I, that's like kind of a John Wayne, buddy, you know, I'm going to do it my way. I mean, that's, a, that's some Frank Sinatra, I had it my way stuff. Oh man, I, I just, Aaron, I'm just, I'm just amazed. I mean, I guess the best thing for Lamar is what Dan Campbell did last night, because in a way, it kind of overshadowed 
whatever happened with the Ravens. Now, we'll talk about the Ravens and the Chiefs and all of that. But, Aaron, have we learned our lesson? Have we finally, and I think you and I were pretty, I think we were pretty open about it. Don't bet against uh, don't bet against Mahomes and take the points. Right. Whatever. They were underdogs by, what was it? Four what it ended up being, Aaron? It was just Four? a bonus. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. And, and quite honestly, I mean, there they were. And, of course, they fumbled down there. God, every coach should be using that clip. Don't don't be reaching out down there around the goal line. The the it the 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 negative far outweighs the positive when you're down there loosey goosey around the goal line. It's crazy. I mean, it, there was a touchback. Oh, it was just horrible. All right. Um, but Aaron, that was fun. That was fun. Um, that was that was. Uh, NFL Blitz, Campus Confidential at 445. Nicole Sheeran from Channel 6 on this big news coming out of Midway. All of that next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. The savings continue with the Start Something New sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Right now, get a 2023 Ram 1500 Laramie Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 15000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Or a 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 12000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Plus, a special discount for first responders only at Allen Samuels. Come by. Let's be friends. I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security, and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers. ESPN Central Texas. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. 
Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Boy, I tell you, just... uh major day major guest coming up i mean we'll have more from the baylor offensive coordinator um you know our man uh, jake spavital uh, right now nicole sheeran taking a quick break i mean there's a tv package running at six o'clock over on channel six tonight and that's exciting because uh joe gillespie the new coach out at midway nicole's been all over this news broke on uh Friday, I guess it was, and we were jumping on it, talking about it, and uh, and Nicole, welcome back to the show. It's fun to see you out there at Baylor TCU. Another tough ending for the Bears, but uh, I, how are, are were folks pretty excited out at um, out at Midway? They were. What's up, Mosley? Good to Hi. hop back on again. Um, yes. People were very excited at Midway today. So there was a Midway board, school board meeting at one o'clock. It's when they officially named Joe Gillespie as the next head football coach there. Energy was high. And I just want to add, he is the nicest man. I went up and introduced myself. He was pumped to be there. He made an effort to meet every media person, remember their names. He just seems like a really great guy that's going to bring some great energy to the program. Man, did you say, hey, I'm sorry, my buddy Mosley was not able to, to be here today. He, he had something going on. Did you apologize on my behalf? I feel like of Joe's going to hold this against me. <laughs> I, I had to throw you under the bus, Mosley, but it's what I do. It's what I do. <laughs> well, so 
what was the uh, what was that? I mean, Joe, his and you've done all your research now. You know he's got Stephenville ties. But what were yep. the midway? What were the midway people before we talk about Joe? Like how big a hire? Um, and of course, this involves Joe. But how how big a hire was this? Do you think for Midway? And I tell you, I keep hearing. I think there were a ton of people interested in this job, and and I'm talking about like big name type folks that everybody would know. I think uh, I think this job ended up drawing a lot of interest. Are you hearing the same? Absolutely, I am exactly hearing the same. So what we learned today, um, and obviously I had done my research before, I'd been hearing buzz that a lot of people were, of course, interested in this big-time um, position at Midway. But they told us today that 60 applicants, there are like a little bit over 60 applicants and resumes that they went through, and then they conducted two-hour interviews with 10 of those people. And they said that Joe Gillespie was the obvious choice. They had the interview process with him. They just knew right away this is our guy if he wants this job. And so, I mean, like you said, Gillespie, he's had, what, his first 21 years of his career were in the central Texas area. He was at Stephenville. He, he, uh, he told us he always wanted to come back to high school football. He loved, you know, his stint at Tulsa and TCU, but – he always wanted to end up back, you know, under the lights on a Friday night, and this was his big opportunity to do that. I mean, that's interesting, too, because he's got those ties to Art Bryles, and I'm sure they still have, you know, or close, because Art's close with a lot of those guys. But um, right. it's, it's just Stephenville has produced some incredible coaches. He continued and had a great run there. That's got to be interesting, though, to go from TCU in a in a in a span of just a little over a year. You're you're playing for a national title, and you're the defensive coordinator. And I don't know how. I mean, I don't care how great a job Midway is. I mean, that's an interesting transition. And now you're Absolutely. a head high school football coach. I mean, did he did he address that? I mean, that's it. That's just an interesting uh, deal. I mean, like in uh, in Texas, though, people value these jobs so much. It it. It does almost feel like a lateral move from the big no, 12. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we, it's funny because we asked him that. I think it was Bryce Cherry or, or one of the guys asked him, you know, why, why the move? Like, why the move from, like you said, a big-time program making it to a national championship to coaching a high school football team? And he, he kind of addressed how his heart always wanted to end back here one day. And it just felt like the right move at the right time. He also was saying that there's something about, you know, him and his wife, and his wife was there too today, very sweet lady. And they were just talking about there's something about them being able to just love on these kids who are in high school, really work on developing these athletes to maybe play at the next level. It's just something that he and his wife have a real passion for. And he was he was talking to us, and he, he the way he phrased it was interesting, where he was like, at the college level, I'm coaching these guys who are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. Some of them are just like, you know, your typical college kid, but some of them, they have kids of their own. So it's a whole new type of athlete that you're coaching at the college level. But he said, but with high school, I feel like I'm really making my, my imprint and my mark to develop these kids. And he's like, and that's a passion that me and my, both my wife and I both have at, you know, in central Texas and at the high school level. And so it just sounded like, right place, right time, and he, I mean, he's pumped. He made a joke, which was funny. He said that at one point, Stephenville and Midway, you know, were in the same district, and they were facing each other. Stephenville went 0-2 against Midway, and he's like, well, if you can't beat them, why not join them? 
And so now he's here. So he seems like a really awesome dude. And I think, you know, energy was high. Smiles were happening all around. I just think the whole program is really pumped to have him there. Yeah, and did you have some footage? I mean, I, I thought I saw something where, like, the players were – it's like, I mean, did he step right into the off-season program? I thought I saw some players out there doing push-ups or something. I mean, yes. it's, it's Coach Joe. Yes. He's just already taken over out there. Coach Joe is not messing around. Day one, he's in a suit, but he's out there on the, you know, in the indoor facility at Midway, and he told his players, and I love this, he said, every practice we're going to do 16 push-ups. And he said, do you know why? And he said, because 16 wins. And that's when we bring home that state title. And so that's their way, his way of instilling a, a certain culture, right? And this program is, we're going to do this. This number means something for a reason, and it starts today. And so they got, they were, I mean, they were doing sprints up and down the whole length of the football field when we got in there. And then he said, all right, push-up time, let's go. So he's not messing around. He means business from day one. <laughs> this, this was not for the Channel 6 cameras. Was this, I mean, just playing up to the cameras, you think this is going to be like a daily? And by the way, I'm trying to think if I could do 16 full-on push-ups. <laughs> I used to try. We were talking I, I, about that. I, we were I all shocked. talking about that. I turned to I turned to Darby at Channel 10 and Shaws from um, 25, and I said, "Do y'all think you could do 16 push-ups? I think I could do 16 push-ups, Mosley. But but once you're pushing 25, 30, I, my form going to go out the window for sure. <laughs> I dropped down one time, you know, years ago in my 30s, and it shocked my radio cohorts. I knocked out 50. <laughs> I knocked out 50 no of them. Way. But yeah, but it, from a form standpoint, even I don't think the form was like, I don't think Navy would have like, you know, they would have they would have approved. <laughs> it was it was pretty. It was a strong deal, and certainly have never tried anything like that uh, since then. And I think now, 10. I think there's a chance ten could happen, but I think I think about okay, I think at that good. point there might be like a collapse or something. But good for uh, for Midway, and um, yes. and that's interesting. To Joe, did did anybody jump right in there like, hey Joe, what are you making? I mean, you know, they put these things Midway. These are like open records, Texas. Right? Do we have a? Do we get the? Do we get the contract numbers almost like we do in college and NFL? Or are we gonna? Are you gonna hold off on that for a bit? So I think we did not, as of today, get the contract numbers. However, okay. you know, Nicole Sheeran's brain has been turning over here with what what number that could possibly be. I didn't feel like it was the right place to ask it today, but definitely want to find out that information, you know, soon enough. Mm -hmm. Because that's another question a lot of people are wondering. You know, people are curious. I also yeah. want to add something, Mosley, that was very telling to me today is when we were talking to Joe – he honed in on how Ezra Martinez, and for those who don't know, he's the guy who stepped in as interim head coach and really, you know, helped Midway have a great season this year to turn things around. And yeah. coach said that Ezra called Joe when, you know, this was all being finalized, kind of talking about how, coach, I really would love to stay with this program. I love these kids. I, I have such a passion for them. You know, I would do anything to stay, to stay with you on your staff. And so, Joe has every uh, intention of keeping Ezra on the staff. He really, they have a great bond. They've really gotten along. So he just told us, you know, today, which I thought was great and was very interesting that Ezra, you know, obviously it's up to Ezra if he wants to stay. But as of what we were told, Ezra has a place on that staff if he wants it. Um, and it seems like he does because he gave Joe a call right away, kind of 
honing in on these are my guys. I have, you know, I love them and I want to stay with them. So I thought that was pretty cool too. I love the job he did. Went four and one as interim coach. And you see a lot of times, you know, people will hire an interim when they have a nice run like that. In this instance, I think Brad Shelton understood that while he really appreciated Ezra, this was such a coveted type job that you need to needed to open it up. So why did all those why did all those applicants come in? Well, they can pay. It's got good history. Now, I mean, you know, what happens coming up this week, you know, find out like district and all that. I mean, that can those as we saw a few years ago, those things can get scary. But I don't think yeah. Joe will run from anything and uh you know, Midway needs to get its feet back under it, right? They got put in that horrible yeah. district and got killed and it just kind of knocked them down. And they kind well, of got to get their swagger back to a certain extent. And getting a big-name, um, you know, college-type coach, you know, maybe will do the trick. No, absolutely. You need that big name because, you know, they said it today. People want to come to Midway. It's a very attractive school. But some a big name like this makes it even more attractive, especially for guys who want to play football. And so you brought it up just now about realignment happening on Thursday, you know, Somebody, one of the questions asked today was, was there any thought in your mind of maybe waiting until after realignment to finalize this? And he right away, he kind of laughed and he said, no, no matter what happens on Thursday, no matter what movement maybe occurs, like I knew that I knew this was the place for me. I knew this was a job for me. There was no doubt in my mind. It was a no brainer. And so he seems like that part of, you know, high school football doesn't seem to affect any decision he was going to make. All right. And um, now, did you have some good midway gear on out there? I was trying to look at your Twitter. You were kind of showing those kids doing uh, push-ups and all. Did he did he come in there? Did he go suit and tie, or was it more of a pullover type deal? Uh, so that, he uh, he was yeah. in a suit. I don't think there was a tie. I think it was kind of like a sports coat, you know, yeah. pants, collared shirt type deal. But he definitely was dressed too impressed for the school board meeting but he also didn't mind getting getting out there with the guys today oh yeah yeah you said he got out there in his suit i remember now those are nice (laughs) brown shoes you could tell he's been out in the college in the college world that is not that's not off the rack he looks like he may have had this custom done and you know believe it or not nicole he's a few years older than i am but he's got a youthful look about him Got a he really guy. does. Yeah. He does not look his age, which I believe is listed no. at 52. Exactly. Right. And we know that football can really make you age twice as much, right, especially if you're on any kind of coaching staff. It is a stressful job. Yeah. But he seems to do it with ease. It doesn't seem to affect him. So we need to know what his secret is. <laughs> All right. And, and last, last thing, Baylor TCU the other day, another oh. heartbreaker. I mean, I you know – you hope there's no carryover and they start to kind of doubt themselves. I don't think they will. It's a very positive staff. But, uh, you know, at some point you do have to kind of start worrying about feeling like you're a little bit snake bit. I mean, that's, uh-huh. this team desperately needs a win, and I thought it was going to happen the other day, and there were great opportunities. But I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, given chances to win these games, they, they make weird mistakes and the other team of course hits huge shots but I thought that 10 second call you know what a 
What a horrible time for that. It was like what a minute, oh, minute and a half left in one of those overtimes, and and you get and you got a three point lead, and you're okay. You got to be feeling pretty good about things, and you get a right. ten second call. I thought that was awful. I mean, Mosley, that game was heartbreaking. Honestly, if there's one word to describe it. You go through all that triple overtime. You keep pushing. You keep pushing, and you can't get the win. And after the after the game, Scott Drew said, "I mean, you look at their schedule so far, and you look at the games that they've lost. That's what the third overtime of the season. But the last three games, I think they've only lost by one possession. So it's not like they're out of these games completely. They're losing them by one possession. That's got to be frustrating for every guy in that locker room. It's got to be frustrating for Scott Drew." And we asked him, we said, what was the message in the locker room after the game? And he said, we got to stop losing one possession game. That's all he said. And I think that's a great way to summarize it because they're over it. And I think with TCU specifically, something that I saw is I just think it was a game of who can outplay and outlast. And I think, you know, obviously there were some bad calls. I agree with you on that 10-second one mostly. But it was a game of who can outplay and outlast. And I think TCU just showed that they could outlast. And that's what happened. And it really just sucks. If there's one way to say it, it sucks. Because yeah. these guys are in it. They have the talent. I mean, Eve Nisi had the game of his life. I mean, he killed it out there. They have the talent on the court. That's not the problem. It's more so, why can't they finish? You know, it's like, why yeah. Why is it that when we get to the final minutes, we can't, we can't finish? And another problem that I've seen them having is they've got a 9-10 point lead then they lose that lead. They can't build off of that lead. You can't have that lead and then give it right back. you got to keep going. And that's something that Scott Drew talked about, too, is the fact that, you know, when we have, when they have those leads and when they have that kind of finish, third, you know, second half, whatever, halfway through the second half, you can't then just say, oh, we're good. We have that lead. We can hang off and chill yeah. a little bit. they got to keep pushing. And mm-hmm. TCU took advantage of the fact that they gave them a little leeway. And they just outlasted them. Yeah. Is what is what happened. And, and free throws always come back to haunt you. And uh, the other coach is going to get a technical, make them pay. It used to be like right. one technical shot, you get two, you blew both of those. I mean, again, they're not trying to miss those. I hate it. I hate to say it, but again, those are those are huge free throws. And then then they were going one for two from the line. These are good free throw shooters who are doing that too. So Nicole, get back to it. Cannot wait. <laughs> Six o'clock tonight to watch this package you're putting together on Midway's new. Uh, head football coach Joe Gillespie. That'll be exciting and uh, and great to have you on. It was really fun to see you the other day. You too, Mosley. You know I always love hopping on. So thanks for having me. You bet. There she goes, Nicole Shearer in Channel Six's own on the Matt Mosley Show. <clears throat> now, Pete Souza, you know him. He's on ESPN. Calls a lot of these games. He's also a big NFL guy. Uh, he'll uh, he's going to join us. That'll be next. Baylor, Big 12 Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears on the road in Big 12 play Wednesday to take on UCF. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. 
Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health Sports Certified Orthopedic Physician Team Specialized in Sports Medicine and Total Hip and Knee Replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedics today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Event Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. 
sofa doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. On the road with Mr. Rhodes. Hey, here's a shocker. Cars are bigger than people. So if you're behind the wheel, be careful. Those crosswalk stripes, yeah, they aren't left over from National Painted Street like a zebra day. They mean you need to stop for people in crosswalks and yield the right of way when turning at intersections. And no looking at phones, photos, texts, emails, a hole in your jeans or where that nickel fell. Oh, and please, slow down. Sound advice. Mixed in with professional sound effects. Be safe, drive smart. A message from TechStop. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Man, it is the Mosley Show, and we just keep rolling. Pete Souza joining us now. Pete is a man for all Matty seasons. Matt. Hey, how you doing, man? Are you uh, enjoying this breakthrough weather that has uh, this moved in? I mean, have you been able to get outside, perhaps I, going to run I literally, or something? I just came off the trail out of Cameron Park here in uh, wonderful Central Texas. It's beautiful, man. Beautiful. What is the? What do you do on the trail? Is it a bike? Do you get on a bike or do you run or do you you walk like me? I'm a more of a walker than a runner these days. What are you? What are you trying to do? I've graduated the walking and running. I'd like to say most of the time I'm running, but at, at some point, you know, the, the, the mile. I, there's a lot of miles on this car, man. You know. Uh, I've, I've been running since I was like a senior in college and that was 20 some years ago. So I, I have been a little more, um, a little more of a walker recently, but I still, I, I, I picked it up. So. <laughs> There's no shame. I mean, you, you can kind of pick it up, go around the neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, you go visit with a friend or you're a loved one or somebody you're dating or perhaps a spouse. I mean, there's a lot walking. Like, not like a bad thing. years ago. If yeah. somebody passed me on a trail, I would get real insecure about it. Now I just like, hey, knock yourself yeah. out. I got no time I would rec- anymore. It's over. I would recommend tennis. I mean, that is really <laughs> what – because I played a lot of golf for years, and it was just taking too much of my life. It just takes too much time. So tennis, I mean, you can get a couple of good sets in, strong sets, about an hour, hour and a half, and you're done. You're I done. I'm going to you up on that. Yeah, you know, I'm like six five, six six. I could be, I could be a force to be reckoned with. You come to the net on me. I'm gonna lob you all day, and then if you try to, <laughs> you try to baseline me, I'm gonna drop shot you forever. All right. So, but bring it on. Love to see it out there, Pete Souza, here on the Matt Mosley show. Hey, His Matt, favorite. By the way, I got. Yeah. I was on. I was on last time, and. Yeah. Uh, we, or, or a couple times ago, and, and, and Nick Saban, it was announced that he was going to step away from coaching. Did you see the news that just came across the wire about Baylor women's basketball? What do you have for me? All right, Brittany, it's all positive. They're going to okay. honor Brittany Griner. They're going to ah. retire her jersey on February 18th. The jersey retirement. Okay. Yeah, I know that's okay. been a long time in the making. Wow, I was looking. I, I, you know, I get all these emails that come in, and I can't say that I stop down for every one of them. But man, good for you. It's it's like two minutes old. Good for you. I'm going to say this story was broken by our own Pete Souza. Yeah. All right. Quiet. Uh huh. Uh huh. But that's good. I like that. All right, Brittany Griner. What game will that be? February. February um, 18th. 
Uh, February that 18th. Is Texas Who is that Tech. against? Tech? Texas Tech, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll take them. We'll take that crew. I like that coach they have out there, but we can take them. Yeah, <clears throat> wow, after, after – that's major. That is a major story given everything that's kind of happened with Brittany and the program and then, of course, of her whole story, the saga and everything that she was a part of. That will be a major news type event, you know? Yeah. Golly, I haven't talked to Brittany in a long time. I mean, you'd have to think she'd want to be on the Mosley show, but I'm not <laughs> sure I'm not sure that'll be her first priority. But that is <laughs> um that's that'll be a big deal. I mean, Pete, there may you may have to be on the road or doing a, a men's game, but man, that's something if you're around, you'll wanna be You'll want to be at Foster for that. That is uh, that is major breaking news. I mean, especially given the way things ended. And I don't want to get into all that whole thing because I know yeah, sort of both either, sides but, but, but of that story. Positive, yeah, right. It's positive. Like, Very it's positive. Even you know, yeah. and then this is the two two totally different situations, but. I follow Bob, you know, as you did, but I was always very interested uh, in, in Bobby Knight and his situation with coaching. You know, when he went to Tech, um, he was asked, hey, will you ever go back to Tech, uh, to Indiana? And he said, no way. He said he never would go back, and he did go back. Uh, and I think that a lot of people are very grateful that that opportunity presented itself and all parties are on the same page. And I think, again, much different situation, but it's nice when – when superstars and people that did a lot for a program are able to come back home and receive a warm welcome. I like this. This is uh, this is big news. Every time, Pete, we'll just kind of schedule <laughs> breaking news right around your appearances. And then we just react you, to I these things. It, that's why I started texting you. I said, oh, I got, I got one for him. I, got, I was like, Matt, let's go. I'm ready. Oh, that's huge. I am so glad you saw that. Yeah, yeah. Johnny on the spot. And it bears the, the uh, Baylor women coming off a big win at Gallagher-Iba, 72-60 uh, to 60 at their place. Tough place to go, except against the these uh, men's games there. I, I'm really sad about that, too. I like Boynton, and that's with the uh, – and did they finally break yeah. through? They did win the other day, so they did finally get a win. But they I've been watching – Yeah, yeah. I've been watching those games, and I forget who was there the other night, and it was just – it was not a good situation with the crowd. It's like the no, second deck and the third there. deck. Yeah. yeah, that can't last there. I got a, a buddy of mine uh, who does games for ESPN, and I'm sure you know Brendan Manzer. He, he, yeah. He's an Oklahoma State through and through uh, ESPN guy. And all he wants – you know, he's died in the war. His father does the scoring book. Uh, or did for many, many years, you know, Brandon played for Eddie Sutton. And as much as they support Boynton, they don't care who it is. They just want that program to experience the joy that they did. Um, and, and, and now we're looking at many years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, so, and that's, that is an incredible stop on the big 12 schedule. Uh, if you can get to a game in Stillwater when it's rocking. And it hadn't been rocking there in a little bit. I, I, I had a chance to call a game there last year when they beat Iowa State, and it was very exciting, right? Uh, but they end of the season, they're the last team out, and right now they're they're on life support. Yeah, I I it explained everything to me when they were zero and seven. When I got the report, somebody put out that uh, 
Doug Gottlieb was consulting with Mike Boynton, and I finally had it. I thought that explained everything. I say that in jest. <laughs> Doug's a longtime friend. But I did see that, and I had to smile because I thought, oh, gosh. I mean, it's like Doug would love that put out if they had a, like a winning record or they were doing well, but you don't, you yeah. don't always want that. Like when you're 0-7, you don't really want somebody to report that Doug Gottlieb is consulting with a program. Who no, I mean, it's all... you're, you're my job. You know, I have people that I see counsel, uh, you know, like outside of the public eye. Hey, what do yeah. I do about this? What do I do about this? You have your mentors. But if it's ever public that such and such is consulting with Matt Mosley about the Mosley show, that's never good news. You know, we want to keep that out of the public at least, right? <laughs> That's right. I've got yeah. plenty of consultants. They call me every day, you know. Uh, but yes, it's it, you're right. That's a that's a funny one. Now, the Baylor TCU deal the other day. Speaking of uh, that place was rocking. It was great. I mean, it was loud, um, and 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 it got going in the second half. And it, I mean, it just everything was working like it needed to be. And boy, they keep knocking on the door. It's like. They're not exactly choking because two of the games they hit enormous threes to extend games. Um, you know, they got beat on a buzzer beater at Texas, but Bridges had hit a huge three. Walter hits a huge three of the day. But it is frustrating to me when you look at symptoms of this or what's going on. One thing that's a problem is we've touted them as this great three-point shooting team, and they're really yeah. not right now. I'm sorry. If, if, you, if you're going to just look at what they are in conference – which I think we kind of need to do right now. They're three and three, and I bet they're shooting. Well, you probably have the stuff right in front of you, but four of the games, their numbers are very low. Yeah, four of the six been, games. They've been, they've been really, really tough to look at. I, I, I know last game they shot about twenty percent, right, uh, from three, and and when you're twenty-five, shooting, yeah. And when you're shooting twenty plus threes a game, that's rough uh, because you just look at where your shot selection is going. Now, when a team like Baylor, as athletically, you know, off the page as they are, when they're hitting threes, they're tough to stop. But, yeah, that's a, that's a tough deal when you're, when you're missing that many threes. And like you said, it, maybe they're not this incredible three-point, uh, you know, group of marksmen. But at the same time, it's easy for Scott Drew. Not easy. And nothing's easy in the Big 12. But he does have the athletes to switch gears and go downhill. Um, at, at any time. And, and that means, I don't know, that's the, you know, you don't, the thing, uh, who told me this? Mark Pope told me this, a BYU coach, uh, once upon a time. You know, you can't tell your guys, don't shoot threes. Because mentally, that just doesn't work well with these players. You know, you say, hey, don't shoot threes, then they can get in their head and their confidence can dissipate. The idea is, hey, let's maybe take better shots, right? Let's try to be, when the opportunity is there, of course, we stick it, but maybe an extra pass here and there. I mean, clearly, you know, again, Scott Drew's Scott not taking any counsel from, from Pete Souza, right? There's no consultation there, but that could be something that goes on. Hey, let's get the ball into the paint. Let's, we've got the athletes to do that, right? Yeah, I, I, that was the good news. They did respond. In the second half, and even in those overtimes, they went down low, and they, they stopped attempting threes. Now, Ray J hit a big one. I think an issue, we got Pete Souza on the Matt Mosley show, is I think too much is on Ray J's plate right now. Like, he, 
they they had done this thing in the past where on that championship team and even these other teams where they've got like positionless basketball and they've got three guards and they it's like they don't even have a point guard. They can all bring it up the floor or whatever. Well, Ray J is a dedicated point guard, and I think he's really good. He's had trouble turning the ball over. He's gotten better about that. He wasn't great the other day with that, but he played. He did everything else well. He's a great passer. He gets involved in some poor shooting games from time to time. But I think you're asking a ton of him because I bet he played 45, 47 minutes the other day. And there's nobody, when he comes out, like, I don't think they have a backup point guard. Like, I guess Jaden Nunn is technically the backup point guard. Miro's Miro more of a shooting guard. Sparingly. Yeah, like, I, I don't – yeah, you're right. If Miro could come in and run the offense, that would help. But yeah, Miro's – You mentioned it. I just pulled yeah. it up when you were talking about it. He, he did. I knew he played – he played 50 minutes, Ray J did. Wow. Right? And wow. then yeah. if you're looking at your quote-unquote reserve point guard – and Miro Little only played four minutes. And yeah. that tells you something about the maybe trust being a factor uh, in, in Coach Drew with some of his bench players. Uh, that is, uh, that's something to keep an eye on because 50 minutes, I mean, it speaks volumes about the kind of guy and, and more importantly, or maybe less importantly, but player that Ray J. Dennis is, uh, that they, can, they really feel good about giving the keys to this guy, and you yeah. know, this is a team that's ranked 15th in the nation, and, and still the sky is the limit. Yeah, I, I, I one thing Scott won't do, it, it's like hard for a guy like Loner to earn additional minutes. Like, to me, what he did the other day, he, like, changed the game. Like, he yeah. made hustle plays, made, you know, you remember him at being at BYU. He, he can change a game with his energy. It, but Scott... <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the old guy, you know, the guy that used to have, uh, you know, the mullet who who would come in. And finally, Scott, it took him forever to trust that kid, okay? And he finally would let him play through mistakes. Like, Loner is the guy that can, will give him, like, four or five, like, great minutes every once in a while, like in the first half or something. But, man, down the stretch, he will not go to one of those guys. Like Miro or Caleb. None of those guys are coming into the game down the straight. Yeah. And you can understand it because he, he's got to go with who he trusts. And he trusts Langston, and he trusts his starting five. But it is weird to have all these great – you have a deep – you could have a deep bench. But it, it goes against Scott's instincts. And, again, I'm with you. I mean, you're going to question a, a national championship winning coach. But at the same time, yeah. like that was supposed to be a great strength of this team – was it and right now it's it's Ojanwana he trust in the starting five and you know in Langston, right? So yeah, you can go seven deep, but I don't think he's at all trusting of going nine deep. And TCU the other day, man, Jamie was playing ten. He was yeah. playing I'm again, am I gonna take Jamie over Scott? Never. Never. I yeah. but he is a good coach. He is a good coach. And they're playing 10 dudes. And if you're going to play some guys 50, you know, if you're going to go triple overtime, it's kind of nice to be able to play that many players. And, again, not every game goes that long. I get that. But right right now, Scott does not trust anybody after Langston. It's Ojanwana and Langston. And, honestly, he's not going to go much deeper than that. 
No, and and it's a bummer to see, uh, you know. And again, only Scott knows this, and and the team knows it. But you, you, I know Miro Little is a guy who they say, hey, this guy would be a starter on 130 other programs in the country, uh, and and okay, but we haven't really seen him emerge to be somebody who can give Ray J the the, the breath he needs or the breather he needs. But at the same time, Ray J Dennis has been unbelievable too. Right. I mean, so that's there's another side to the coin that's like, OK, yeah. this this guy is just phenomenal. And we're a team playing in an incredibly tough conference playing. And the last three losses have been heartbreakers. You know, they've lost them by a combined four, six, nine points. Right. Well, but I'll tell you what they go. They play at UCF on Wednesday. Right. I, 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 um, I had a game there last week. That place is way more of a hostile environment than I had expected. And they've continued to win just enough that they're going to keep that place. That place will be rocking on Wednesday night. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. I, I may save that off air, I, I, but I, I kind of want to hear more about that UCF scene because they got a fun kind of football environment, it looks like. And then and into basketball, I had no clue either until I saw Kansas go in there and experience yeah. some issues. I mean, the thing is, that's what's killer, is you've got to win the home games. You've got to win yeah. them. And when TCU yeah. comes in, not that they're not good and not that they're not a tournament team. I'm not saying it's like an embarrassing loss, but it's a killer. It's an absolute killer. And, and plus, on top of that, you had K-State beat, and you let them off the mat. And then, of course, you had the close one against Texas. So yeah, I, I've, bear, heard, bear, I've heard Kelvin yeah. Simpson talk about that. Like, you know, when you lose conference games at home, that on paper you're expected to win. You, as a coach, right? You really got to stay focused. And for a guy like Kelvin Simpson, that's second nature. That's what he does. But there is an opportunity for a lot of the noise on the outside to creep in because people freak out, right? Like you're, you're biggest donors, right? Like you're people who give so much to the program, whether it's emotionally or financially or, or whatever. And uh, those are always tough ones to take on the chin at home uh, in a conference game where you're again, on paper, supposed to win. Yeah. So you just gotta, you just gotta, it's next play. Like, like coach Johnny Dawkins says, next play, next play, you know, next game, the next game for Baylor is at UCF. I'm lucky enough that I'm going to be doing the game on Saturday. Um, on ESPN two, and they play Iowa State, and Iowa State's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to come down there and bug you. I'll probably try to not do it during the game, but I'll I will come by and say hello at that ball game. And Let's go. By the way, Kel- Kelvin Sampson is that's Mac Rhodes's fault. He hired him, and then they invited him into the conference, and now they're going to be you know be some kind of dominant team in the Big Twelve. This is all Mac Rhodes's fault. And yeah, I told you, Kelvin Simpson loves to talk about Mac Rhodes and and what he did for him uh, at that stage in his career. And yeah, that Houston team, good luck. I mean, they they are so good, especially playing them in their building. Uh, that is like a unique foe. That is a one of one. I, now they're not Baylor. Luckily, has them at home this year. Um, they don't have them in the round robin. But going to play at Houston is a real tough task. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see what they how they handle Crier 
coming back. I mean, I hope they handle it well, but well, it's not always easy when you leave a school. Sometimes things can get a little ugly when you go back. Bridges found that out. West Virginia was horrible to him his first <laughs> time back there, and then he ended up making some huge plays to win that game down the stretch last year. All right. Uh, well, Pete, that was fun. I knew it would be. Uh, have a great week. Cannot hey, wait hey, well, to see you. One question yeah. for you. Serious question. I, I want to push this over, but I'm, I guess I'm going to anyways. What should I be excited about Kellen Moore being the Eagles offensive coordinator? Huh. I mean, probably more than, you know, you probably were ready for a change. That guy you had was kind of put in a weird spot. It seemed like that wasn't great how that all worked out. So I, I would say he's now had plenty of seasoning at two different places um, and, and maybe you could blame some on the Chargers head coach, but uh, there'll be maddening moments, but it's just going to spice up the NFC East even more because you have yeah. him going up against the Cowboys twice every year, and they know him, and he knows McCarthy, and so I do think that will add some allure and even add more to the rivalry, but I think you'll like him. There'll be maddening moments, but... Jalen, he's he he really the quarterback seemed to love him. Uh, I don't know what Herbert is going to end up saying about him. Who knows? But I do know that Dak swore by him, and uh, and I think Jalen will uh, will have a really good outlook and and will feel very comfortable being around Kellen. So I think you're okay there. All right, good intel. I'm happy I asked. All right, man, we've done it all okay. today, Matt. I appreciate okay. it. If you think of something else, just call me. Okay, if you have another question. Uh-huh. All right, brother. Thanks for having me, Matt. I always appreciate it. You bet. There he goes. Pete Souza joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. It is time for Campus Confidential. That is next. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in Foster Pavilion Thursday, hosting the University of Texas. 7 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 7.30 tip-off Thursday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. It's tax season once again. Stressful, right? Doesn't have to be. Maggard Bookkeeping has been helping Central Texans through the complex tax code for more than 25 years. Go to MaggardBookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254-710-8080. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. 
Hey folks, Gary Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverse is $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls the foundation doctor will make a house call my house has a new glow i love my windows universal windows direct now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner it's time to replace those old windows when you call universal windows direct it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. Oh boy, more IRS changes this year. Frustrating, isn't it? Maggard Bookkeeping can help. With more than 25 years preparing Central Texans tax returns. Go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is. Uh, <clears throat> it is um, our Campus Confidential. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for what you do. And, uh, Aaron, we uh, February 1st, which is quickly... Uh, approaching we'll announce another new partner with the mosley show as well as the john morris show and it's uh well it's a fine dining experience in the shadows of foster pavilion all right so very excited about it and um i i just uh, i think it's a great option for uh dinner lunch or whatever before games and uh it's a uh, I'm excited to partner with them and talk about them. And then, of course, a lot of times I like to stop over across 35 over at 
the, uh, the the world famous Baylor Club. They're doing some renovations right there, but we love doing shows from there. So, uh, Aaron, if you would let us know what we've got going on in Campus Confidential. And a reminder, by the way, to everybody that uh, we do have Jake's Bavitol. He jumped on in a quick fashion last week, and we ended up doing a long, fun interview with Jake. But my 5 o'clock audience has not gotten to hear uh, from Coach Spavitol. And a lot of times we get people in their cars and they're driving home and they may have missed the 3 or 4 o'clock hour. So I do like to cater sometimes to my 5 o'clock audience. And there's buddies of mine that just listen all day long. And we appreciate our P1s as well as what you listen to. Some That's someone who listens to the station all day. And I think we have a few of those folks out there. All right, Aaron, what do we have in Campus Confidential? Baylor will retire former All-American Brittany Griner's number 42 jersey when the Bears host Texas Tech on February 18th at the Foster Pavilion. The Phoenix Mercury star, the number one pick in the 2013 WNBA draft, twice led Baylor to the Final Four, including a perfect 40-0 national championship season. As a junior, she is still the all-time NCAA career leader in block shots, and she is number five on the NCAA's all-time scoring list with 3,283 points recently passed by Iowa's Caitlin Clark on the list. Man, I mean, this is big. this is enormous. Absolutely. And, uh, Aaron, you, you saw it break. Our guest, Pete Souza, saw it break as he was waiting to come on with us and so that was kind of neat to be able to talk about it but uh you know Brittany Griner um with you know has become a enormous story for so many reasons but originally it was because she was just a tremendous basketball player and uh and led Baylor to that you know unbelievable undefeated season whatever year that was Aaron I mean one of those one of those uh, national titles. I mean, we always we got greedy and felt like should have had another one while Brittany was there, but she was so, such a dominant player uh, on those uh, Kim Mulkey teams and and uh, and boy Baylor. And I, I appreciate uh, Aaron. This is perfect timing because we'll have Nikki Collin on tomorrow. And Nikki, that's not easy to do when you come in and. There's a great player that played for somebody else before you. But Nikki really, when, um, when everything was happening and, uh, and you know, Brittany was being detained or was in, was in jail over there in Russia, just a horrible scene, and it went on far too long. And, you know, Baylor, some people thought, well, Baylor's not doing enough or Baylor's not doing this. And Nikki Collin, you know, stepped up and, brought it up and and really did whatever she could to 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 lend support and then Aaron the Baylor players got to go to um a I think it was a Mercury game that was played in Dallas uh they play those games I believe out in Arlington and the Bears got to go to that trip some of the players and they got to meet Brittany and I thought that was a neat moment as well so good for Baylor and uh and and you know again i mean it's just this was um you know the greatest player uh in Whit Baylor women's 
history. And they've had a lot. Sophia was unbelievable. They've had some great ones. But, I mean, you know, Brittany from her scoring, what she could do, her ability to dunk. Uh, she changed the women's game. Few people can do that. And so this is a uh, this is a big moment. And this will be uh, talked about and celebrated. And uh, I think this hopefully will will bring about a full house at the game. And uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. In fact, Aaron, that'll be – give the time of the game and, and the opponent again. This is February 18th, did you say? Yes, it'll be February 18th when Baylor hosts Texas Tech at Foster Pavilion. Okay, all right. And that – and um, the Bear – the men play Tech on the 6th. That, that is, is a Sunday. Um, Oh, the women's game is on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, okay, February 18th on a Sunday, and the men play Tech on the 6th. They come to town with uh, Grant McCaslin and his crew. Boy, they're playing well, too. So it's tough, tough. These road games are extremely tough, but the home games are just as tough. And, of course, the Bears coming off a loss, so they got to bounce back. But big news, and, uh, and, and I think something that everybody – Every Baylor fan should celebrate, and that'll be an exciting time. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember, Aaron, who who all's jersey is retired? Men's and women's basketball. Do they in the in the release? Did it have a list of who all? I was just trying to think off the top of my head. I mean, surely from a retired jersey standpoint, I'm trying to think about like what's up in the rafters. I mean, surely Vinny's, and I'm just trying to think of of how they've honored folks like that in the past, But uh, and Terry's, my gosh. Uh, but anyway, I mean, if we start retiring every number all of a sudden, Aaron, I was thinking about on the men's side, you'd have to retire Davion's and Jared's and Maceo's. You would take a lot of numbers out of commission. But uh, And Mark's, you'd have, to, you'd have to retire the villains. My gosh. All five starters from the national title team, big flow, too. So I don't know if you can really <laughs> retire all those numbers. But uh, but that's great news and uh, happy to get that news. Okay, Aaron, what else do we have? The new AP Top 25 polls are out. We'll stay on the women's side, South Carolina. Still the unanimous number one team after their big win over LSU. They are followed by Kansas State, who moves up to number two in the poll, their highest ranking since 2006, buoyed by their win over Baylor. They are number two in the poll, followed by Iowa, who moves back up to number three. Stanford at four, NC State at five. Other big 12 schools in the top 25. Texas is 12, Baylor 13, and West Virginia is 23. Um, what... What'd you say? Where remind me where the Bears are now? Thirteen. Thirteen. Um yeah, that's golly, just start thinking back. They obviously should have beat Iowa State there, had them on the ropes, and and played really well at times of that game. And then I mean, should have beat K State, had them down at home, the number seven ranked team at the time. 39 to 30 I think it was and then just just did not score not get it done the other day Aaron did you did you see 
And I'm not going to take any credit for it because obviously, Nikki, we have great visits, but she does not listen to any of my begging or lobbying for certain players. But Yaya, in that game at Oklahoma State, Aaron, I did not see the minutes, but I did see no turnovers, 9.7 assists. So if she did that, it means she had to at least play for 20 minutes. I bet she at least was on the court for 20 minutes to do that, unless she did it in 15, which is what she normally plays. But I just was so excited. So Jim Haller and I will be doing Coach Haller, the great Coach Haller, uh, will be doing you know high fives next time we see each other because what a that's a great outing off the bench, 9.7 assists, and a great road win for Coach Collin and her team. All right, Aaron, do you have another one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I played 22 minutes in the win yes. over Oklahoma State. Yes. And you know what? The reason, I mean, Nikki didn't quite say this, but she kind of explained it to us, that she's always going to err on the side of, like, who's the best defender. So which made me think maybe Yaya wasn't quite the defender some other players were, but man, if you if you're if you're scoring and assisting and not turning the ball over, Nikki will let you stay out there. And so she played 22 of the 40 minutes. And I mean, to me, she's the most scintillating backup guard in the conference. I don't know, almost no one can bring in a guard that it plays like Yaya. So We'll see if she can continue to build on this, but wow, what an outing. And I thought Fauntleroy played great off the bench, scored 15 in that game. I think Dre had a big game as well. So tremendous, tremendous job, the women, because I love that coach, Aaron. You know that Oklahoma State, they still call them the cowgirls there. Everybody else, you know, we can't call them whatever. You know, you can't do it by gender. But they are the cowgirls there because it would be weird to call them the cowboys. And, um, wow, that, that's a great coach. But Nikki went out there and the, and the Bears and took them down at, at, at uh, Gallagher, where they probably get more fans for the women than they do the men these days because the women are just a better, more competitive team than the men. All right, Aaron, do you have another one? The men's top 25 poll. Also out, UConn number one, 48 first-place votes, followed by Purdue, North Carolina, Houston back up to number four, and also receiving one first-place vote. Tennessee rounds out the top five. Kansas is at eight. Iowa State, 12. Texas Tech, 15. Baylor, 18. BYU, 22. Oklahoma, 23. And TCU, 25. So the Big 12 well represented in the poll this week. Aaron, if you included, like, um, wait, what what happened to OU? Did OU, oh, did they get beat? Tech beat them, didn't they? And, yes, right? yeah. in Texas, yeah. I believe. Yeah, they I mean, lost in, two last week. In Norman, right? Yeah. They dropped um, down, but not out. Okay. Wow. How about Grant? How about Grant going in there and <clears throat> playing the portal? And then playing with some of Adam's kids that he had, Pop, Pop Isaacs. I mean, that's amazing. That, that's amazing. I mean, see, I have, I think that that's another one. And I, who knows how Tech will finish, Aaron. But you remember our man Goodman 
Jeff Goodman, mm-hmm. like kind of papooing and acting like Tech had to settle on Grant McCaslin. I do. Don't let's not let him climb back on that bandwagon. I mean, he, you know what what Goodman loves to do is to say stuff like that, and then he'll show up in Lubbock and try to act like Grant's best friend. But he was totally acting like Tech didn't get who they wanted. <laughs> and he goes in there. I can't remember. Aaron, do you remember who he was saying they wanted? No, I don't <laughs> who remember. Could have t- who could have Tech hired? I don't know. I, I Maybe there was somebody they were thinking about. But, wow. Grant. Um, I mean, I guess they could have tried to hire um, Jerome away after one year at K-State. I forget who they were saying, but. Grant's got them going in the right direction. They'll be at Baylor February 6th. And, of course, we'll be over there at the plaza. We'll be on the property somewhere over there doing the pregame leading up to the big uh, the big game. Do you have one more? Just real quick, one yeah. Big 12 men's basketball game tonight. A good matchup, number four Houston and their nation-leading defense. Travel to Austin to take on Texas. That's an 8 o'clock tip on ESPN for Big Monday. Man, I I like that matchup. I do too. That I mean, I I I start thinking back like way old SWC and things like that. So I yeah that one that one eight o'clock, Aaron on on uh, on main ESPN is that what we're thinking? Yeah, ESPN okay. the original. I was shocked. <laughs> all right, all right. ESPN Plus is the home of a lot of these games, but uh, very very. Exciting stuff as we uh, as we continue to roll along. Now we'll get you caught up. I want to do some talk, and we got we're going to revisit that Detroit. I mean, I, I what was Dan Campbell thinking? And then we'll hear from Baylor's new offensive coordinator, Jake Spavital. Uh, all of that coming up next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. 
Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive through on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. Steve Maya, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. All right, we're jumping into the 5 o'clock hour. We will let you hear from Jake Spavital. Uh, man, had a really good visit with Jake. Last week on a lot of different fronts, we've heard from a lot of folks, and uh, we didn't get to, we kind of had to, um, 
he was able to move it up quickly, and so we jumped on with him in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, but I wanted our 5 o'clock audience to get to hear some of this interview. And uh, I think you will really appreciate it. Um, but, Aaron, let's sound the, the breaking news because this is this – has, this has trumped even our AFC-NFC talk. And uh, this was a story that uh, was broken on ESPN.com. Um, and uh, thank goodness Aaron and our man uh, Pete Souza saw it, right, as we were having Pete on. But And then Baylor, by the way, has now made it official um, with, a, uh, with like a press release that has gone out. But Michael Vopel, and I know Michael, and, uh, and, I, and, and really uh, uh, Michael is, uh, does a great job on women's basketball and have sat next to him at some games in the past and enjoyed our conversations. Now, Brittany Griner, the breaking news is the, her number 42 jersey will be retired by Baylor when the Bears host Texas Tech on February 18th. I mean, this was always the right thing to do. Um, probably didn't happen for a number of reasons. Uh, the biggest being that uh, Brittany and, and Kim Mulkey had a major falling out uh, after her career ended at Baylor. And listen, there's a lot there, but today let's just focus on the greatness of, uh, of Brittany Griner, the excitement of this. And uh, she is a uh, part of the Phoenix Mercury, was the number one pick in the 2013 WNBA draft. Twice led the Bears to the Final Four during her college career and had a perfect 40-0 national championship season as a junior. Also two-time Olympic gold medalist and won the 2014 WNBA title with the Mercury, for whom she has played 10 seasons. Um, in a statement, Griner says, I'm honored to return home to Baylor to celebrate where so much of my journey started. I'm grateful to Coach uh, Nikki Collin and the entire Baylor community and am looking forward to the opportunity to be back on campus, spend time with the team, and have my family beside me to share in this incredible moment, Sikkim Bears. All right. Um Griner finished her degree in education at Baylor, by the way, in 2019. Um, and, I mean, it, it is, uh, it, you know, and Nikki has, this is not an easy thing to manage, but when when everything was happening with Brittany Griner and her being arrested and, uh, and put in prison over in Russia, you know, Nikki really stepped forward. I think Baylor, you know, Certainly tried to get the word out there and show support from the Baylor family, but Nikki really did a good job jumping out there and getting involved. And so I think as uh, in addition to just the whole Baylor athletics wanting this to happen, I think Nikki has made it a priority for her players to meet Brittany, get to know her. And so, again, not always easy when you come into a – decorated program there's a lot of things Nick, Nikki's had to navigate and this is not an easy thing either but I think she's handled this extremely well 
And um, Colin, uh, Nikki said in a statement, by the way, she is uh, scheduled to be on with us tomorrow. That'll be an exciting deal to uh, to get to have Coach on. Uh, and, again, she's been going back to the first time she arrived at Baylor, has been with us uh, on a weekly basis and always appreciative of her appearances with us. Um, Nikki said, I have been saying this since I arrived at Baylor, that she deserves to have her jersey retired, and I wanted to make sure what that happened when the timing was right. With the opening of Foster Pavilion and the WNBA offseason fitting into our season, this seemed like the right time to honor Brittany and welcome her back home. She is one of the best basketball players in Baylor's history, and we're thrilled that the time has come to celebrate Brittany in all of her accomplishments. Should this have happened before now? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, I, there were a lot of, there were reasons that didn't happen. And, and obviously um, the relationship between Brittany and Kim, it, that was not a good one. And, uh, and of course that played out by, I know a lot of people being upset with Kim, not maybe, going out of her way to say more when uh, Brittany was over there in being detained in uh, Russia uh, in in a you know a prison there in jail and so uh, anyway this is uh, I think this is something I mean I again I think all the the Baylor family certainly came together and desperately wanted like most Americans for Brittany to come home and supportive of that and so now that that's happened she's gone back to the WNBA she's played extremely well it does seem like a fun time for everybody to get together her jersey will be the seventh retired by the Baylor women's program and she'll join two of her former teammates uh, Odyssey Sims and Melissa Jones in that honor okay and this is a program that's had unbelievable players, but Brittany was the best, was the best. And, uh, Aaron, this is uh, this will happen against Texas Tech, um, and it'll happen February uh, 18th, okay, at Foster Pavilion. So, boy, if you don't have a ticket yet. Aaron, you think some people have jumped online and trying to secure tickets right now? You think this is going to be a tough ticket? This is going to be big. This is going to be big to see Brittany honored. I'm sure she'll get a chance to address the crowd, and I hope the crowd shows up and goes crazy and is very excited about this. The number 42 jersey will be retired by Baylor. Aaron, I couldn't help but think of Texas Tech. There was a pretty famous incident with a uh, Texas Tech player back in the day out in uh, Lubbock, some might recall. But the Texas the first Tech thing I thought of. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, I didn't want to lead with that and get too far into that. But it's hard for me to think about Texas Tech and Brittany Griner and not think about that confrontation. Let's call it a confrontation. I think maybe perhaps there were – they came to blows on the court. We will say that. But uh, – Tremendous moment for Baylor, Baylor Athletics, and uh, uh, Griner from Houston. Um, 
and remains the NCAA career leader in block shots and also had, she was recently passed by Caitlin Clark for the number four spot on the women's basketball career scoring list. Unbelievable player, and uh, she will be celebrated uh, on the 18th. All right, uh, Aaron, let's get ready. And uh, Jake Spavital, Baylor's new offensive coordinator, we'll get into a lot. We'll do it next. Come join us live from Rudy's. This Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Jake Spavital joining us now. And, uh, Jake, welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. I'm sure you've been flying around the country. Uh, you've been on planes. You've been driving all over the place. Uh, how has uh, life on the road been back recruiting Texas? I bet you've never stopped recruiting Texas, even when you left us for a little while. But uh, did you just kind of pick up right where you left off? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty crazy right now. Just you know, getting here in December and and hitting that like you know on the road for about two weeks there, and then uh, really hitting it full speed ahead. And uh, I kind of been all over the place, but it's been good just trying to figure out you know the guys that they'd previously been recruiting and uh, kind of just using the connections that I've had over the over the years of recruiting the state of Texas and. And, uh, man, it's been fun, you know, but uh, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to get to February and get off the road because I, my world is just <laughs> all over the place right now. But uh, uh, it's been good being back in the state of Texas and getting to recruit these guys again. So how many meetings, like, with your quarterback room have you had? I would I would, I bet it's, like, not much, if, if any. Uh, and And – I'm sure that's exciting, and then you can maybe soon get out there on the field for at least 30-minute increments at a time and maybe try to install a few things and work through some things. Uh, I would think that's going to be kind of an exciting time, and you're probably you're raring to go uh, because uh, you air raid guys, y'all been known to put people – the repetition has been remarkable over the years, and, boy, you drill on stuff like crazy, and so when you can't do that – it has you have to be almost kind of pulling your hair out, I would think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, like actually, I we got to do our thirty-minute meetings and kind of walkthroughs on Tuesday of this week, and uh, we get to do another one tomorrow. Uh, and it, that's been pretty difficult uh, just for the install because you know the entire it's a brand new offensive staff, and and we're you know out on the road recruiting, and then we get to Waco for three thirty meetings and it's just full go. But like you're saying, like the, the repetitions that we do, you know, just over the course of time is, is extremely beneficial. And I love how coach Aranda is already, you know, diving right into the football side of it. I think the, there's a lot of excitement right now on the offensive side. Uh, it's been fun just to kind of get around these guys and see what they're capable of doing. And uh, so, like, to answer your first question, like, I've only been with the quarterbacks uh, one time. You know, um, I've talked to him on the phone a few times, but uh, obviously this was the first uh, QB meeting. And, uh, you know, I really like this group of guys. You know, I really enjoyed, you know, doing those meetings and walkthroughs with, uh, with uh, you know, all the, the current players we have. So, um, you know, it, it's exciting for us. Uh, again, like, we're excited to kind of get off the road <laughs> so we can slow down and spend more time with our current guys. Uh, but we understand the importance of uh, getting out there and recruit right now as well. What's a short when you only have a little time? Do you want to get on the get them on the board? Do you want to get on the board? Do you want to show them film right away, or is it more? Hey, I just want to tell you guys who I am, 
I want to talk a little bit. I'm sure you would like to pack a lot into limited time. So like in a Tuesday-Thursday meeting, what are you actually trying to accomplish with, with your quarterback specifically? Yeah, I, I tried to get the kind of the personal conversations out of the way, you know, throughout yeah. the, the month of December and January. And, and it's more about, you know, it, there's a lot that goes into an install, especially for 30 minutes and, and to just go out there and run a play. So you've got to talk about, you know, the depth of where the quarterback is, the communication to the offensive line, the snap cadence, like what the concept is, what you're reading. Uh, so it, it, it's go, 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 go. But I know eventually it's going to slow down for these guys. But um, hopefully, like, once we get to February, it's going to be fun to get them on the board and start to kind of see how they learn. I'm a big believer in that with, you know, successful quarterback play is, is how they visualize it, how they learn, or are they a walkthrough guy? Do they like video playbooks? Do they like to write it down? Uh, that's that's going to be the fun part over these next few months is really diving into that quarterback room and uh, trying to maximize everything I can out of them and uh, to the best of their ability and how they learn. So um, and I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's pretty funny when you talk to the kids uh, on just how all over the place we are as coaches, but uh, you know, I, I think they understand, like, all the work we're doing, how we're trying to uh, recruit as many guys as we possibly can and, and make this uh, next year's team as best as we possibly can. And, uh, and you know, in the meantime, they know it's going to slow down and we're going to end up uh, doing a lot of great things with this install. Were you already looking in the portal, like, the day you signed your contract or maybe even before the ink was dry? Did you, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking back on the process. It, it had to be kind of a whirlwind-type deal. I mean, it, but y'all needed – you knew the thing with Blake. I think early on you at least visited with Blake a little bit. He decided he was going to move on. So uh, I would imagine there's no – it's no like, oh, let's ease into this. It's like you've got to see what needs we have. What what was that like, just that, that experience? And then what about Daquan? Because, you know, the fan base wants to know everything about him, right? I mean, we kind of know about Sawyer a little bit. No, he's a big study guy really good leadership qualities. But what about Daquan Finn, other than the fact how prolific he is? I mean, I think he's accounted for like 88 touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty remarkable in itself. But what made you kind of think, hey, this might be a pretty good fit for what we're hoping to do? Yeah, just, you know, over the years, you know, like what I've learned with quarterback recruiting is you recruit everybody in the country. Uh, and regardless of where you're at, um, just because, like, eventually with how this portal works, you know, you might have an opportunity to coach him in the future. And uh, with Daquan, I've been watching Daquan for a long time. Uh, you know, obviously, like you said, 88 touchdowns, the experience, you know, he's a proven player. Uh, that's what was the most appealing to me is that he's a winner and he's proven, you know. Um, had a lot of good discussions with Blake early. Um, and, you know, and he decided to move on to go to Mississippi State. And with the help of Coach Aranda, he's, he was great with me in terms of what like, he believes uh, is needed on the offensive side, what available spots are there, um, concerns that he had from the previous year. And that kind of limited down, you know, what we were trying to look for, you know, from an offensive perspective. And when it got down to quarterback, uh, you know, I was just looking for really the – the most proven guy, you know, um, didn't know like how many, like, you know, the, the current, you know, roster that we have, you know, I knew a lot about Sawyer uh, in terms of just, you know, recruiting him and, and just being in the state of Texas and, and watching him go play for Mike Leach. Um, you know, so you knew a little bit about him, but I didn't know much about the other guys. So you had to kind of lean on Mike, my, my whole 
my philosophy and process on trying to get a quarterback was I wanted a proven guy uh, that, you know, has played a lot of snaps, you know, so you don't have to develop, you know, from the, the game experience side. So that was what we went for. He's a dual threat kid. Uh, he can make all the throws. Um, you know, he rushed for over 600 yards as well. He's very active with his feet. He brings an element to, to the game that uh, is very tough to defend because you got to account him as a runner and you also have to account him for his ability to throw the ball down the field. So, um, really, it, it, it goes quick, you know, like I think I signed December 1st, roughly around that time. And, you know, the, the portal period ends December 15th. So we moved on to Quam pretty quick. We got him on campus. Uh, you know, I have a, a quarterback analyst in Rhett Holcomb who led me in a, a, a really good way, too, in terms of all the guys that are available out there. Like we we're just scouring the portal, the best, making sure that we were trying to get the best guy that could fit for us here at Baylor. And Portal's an interesting place, you know, like I just uh, imagine uh, everybody, and you have to have one guy on staff who's constantly looking. Uh, that's a thing that's changed. Your first head coaching opportunity, I was just thinking back about that. What pandemic, the Portal, the NIL, like all of it hits. Um, I think you could have chosen an easier time to have your first head coaching <laughs> job. Uh, I mean, so that that was wild, but I'm sure you learned some amazing things. That was kind of cool, though, when you went in the portal uh, to get a Texas State receiver, who I'm sure you had experience with. And I bet even watching tape, that was interesting for you to see that Texas State team that, you know, you had assembled some of that team and some of those kids you had recruited, and they came into Waco and pulled off a big upset. So I, I just, you know, what what do you think is the bit your big – when you look back on that experience – like, what's your biggest takeaway that's just, like, made you better at knowing? I mean, again, that's a lot to get thrown at you during that time. But I, I would think if you get another shot, which hopefully you do, you, you'll feel like you've had, like, a master's and doctorate since, uh, you know, in that, in that interim. Exactly. You know, just that, what, a, what a crazy time. What, a, what an interesting spot like college football is in currently, you know. And, and um you know, just like uh, talking about the portal and, and things of that nature, you know, we lost a lot of players at Texas State to Power 5 schools, you know, and yeah. and that you see a lot of, uh, you know, really group of five coaches, you know, taking coordinator positions, you know, in, uh, in the Power 5 level because it gets tough to kind of manage your roster. Uh, there's times where we had to take almost 10 offensive linemen in a, in a signing class, which is it's crazy to say, but, you know, you have to adapt to the times and, and you have to just make sure you're, um, you know, getting like a, you're, you're building your roster to, to be as competitive as possible. And, you know, we did a lot of great things at Texas State. You know, we, we've, I thought we flipped the roster in the year 2020. Uh, you know, in 2019, we, we went through that year and we, we thought we had to increase the roster and get, you know, uh, some quality players in. And we did that for 2020. And, and uh, it was fun watching them compete last year, you know, like, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, can maybe have a hatred if the school lets you let you go or anything of that. Yeah. But you know, like I come from a coaching family, and and I know that's part of the business. You know, we didn't win enough in time, but you know, we we did a lot of great things, and it was fun watching those kids go out and compete and win. And and um, you know, like that was kind of what we envisioned at Texas State. You know, and that's uh, that that's what made us proud is to watch them go out there and have success. And then you get to have an opportunity to recruit Ashton, who uh, we took a risk on and a chance on at uh, Texas State, where you know he ended up playing 20 games in one season that year because he did the spring season of junior college, 
and we we signed him at Texas State in the summertime, and then he played the whole season. And you know, he's a great kid, and I I knew what we were getting in him. Uh, you know, coach was talking about we needed more uh, some guys that have kind of a a, a twitchy skill set, a guy that can you know be a gadget guy for us. And uh, you know, Ashton, uh, I think the two games that he played versus uh, Baylor had some pretty good stats, and and uh, caught Coach Aranda's eye, and, and it was it was great to have the opportunity to get Ashton to come play for us, and. Um, but, you know, you learn so much in those times, you know, uh, and that's what I love about the game of football. You know, it, it teaches you a lot of life lessons. It, it teaches you how to work, uh, you know, how to think through problems, how to find solutions, you know, and uh, I think if I do get another opportunity, like uh, I, I've, I've just grown in so many different ways on how you manage a roster and, and what you do. Everything you do is you do it for the team and, and for the best interest of the team. And uh, that's, that's something that uh, you, like, I learned a lot at Texas State as you're just trying to build a program for the first time. Jake Spavitol, Baylor's offensive coordinator on the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, and I just people are excited to see what this is going to look like. Uh, it bogged down. They could not run the ball last year, and you've seen that when you look at the tape and everything. How, how much – I know you want to run a lot of plays, and I know what the tempo, but, like, how much have you evolved over the years, just e- even in the run game, your – I mean, we, we think back to Leach and the way he think, he did things. And uh, I, I, I would just wonder kind of over the years, what are the biggest changes you've made in your philosophy? Still use, obviously, a lot of those concepts. But, like, how big is the running game, especially coming on the heels of a season when, honestly, they just couldn't run? And, and that impacted in the offense they were in. It's like that pretty much kept them from being able to function. Yeah, the run game, I think, is, uh, you know, the most important thing to what we do. You know, everyone kind of claims me as uh, an air raid, throw it around guy. That's kind of where my roots are. Uh, But, you know, like when I was working for Dana Holgerson, you know, when we went to West Virginia, uh, we knew that we had to to run the football and and control the clock early when they made the transition to the Big 12 uh, to be successful. And uh, I think that's when Dana and I got kicked out of the air raid system. you know, like we, they stopped claiming us as as a, a team like uh, with the Mike Leach system, but it was good for us to uh, to learn how to run the football more efficiently. And I, you know, if you look at like what we did at Cal last year, I thought we we were running a ton of plays, and our time of possession was one of the top in the country, and we had the Pac-12 leading rusher, and that leads to a lot more success for you know, everybody else. And I, I can, what I mean by that is, is that if you can run the ball well, that means they're going to put more guys in the box, which is going to allow for one-on-one uh, matchups on the perimeter. And and in today's time, I think that these defenses are getting so talented with pass rush. Like, you watch, like, the NFL Sundays, you know, and you see how many sacks those defensive ends are causing and, and how disruptive they are. It's it's hard for those guys to block them, man. And uh, if you can establish a run game and create one-on-one matchups, uh, the quarterback doesn't have to do much thought in terms of going through progression. And and that's uh, something that we've kind of just played with over the years, which has uh, really made us a lot more efficient offensively is being able to run the ball as effective as we can, which allows for the passing game to open up even more and make it a lot easier on the offense line up front. You know Baylor fans like going fast. They did it for years, and uh, it's, I think there's some excitement in the fact that that's kind of in this program's DNA to a certain extent to race up and down the field. I mean, you got to do it maybe in a responsible manner, 
Um, I heard you talking about that recently, but still, you talk about a fan base who, again, they had success uh, with Jeff, but at the same time, you know, if you can throw it around and you can go tempo, and you've been at places like that where they sort of expect to do things in a certain way, uh, people wonder, like, are the fans going to come back? I mean, they went three and nine. If you run a lot of plays and you go up and down the field, the fans show up. I, I think Baylor, you know, is is evidence of that. Yeah, I can. That's. Uh, I think it's just an exciting brand of uh, just football. You know, um, you know, like I, I just over the years, you know, I come from a defensive family. You know, a family of coaches, and you know, like I, I it's kind of I guess the rebel in me that I always wanted to do something off opposite of uh, what the defensive coaches wanted. You know, and my dad wanted to huddle and ball control and you know, uh, you know, milk the clock. And I think that over the years you can, you know, you can still do all that, but like you can do it in an exciting manner and, and, and play as fast as you can. And, and like, you know, I've, I've said it before, you know, talking about, you know, you snap it as many times as possible because we are dealing with like, you know, kids that are playing, you know, at an elite level for the first time. And, and there's a lot of development that goes into that and, you know, they're going to make mistakes. And if you can snap it as many times as you can, they're going to have more opportunities for success. And, and um, that's what makes it fun. Like, I, I, I honestly, like, I'd get pretty bored if I slowed the game down. And, uh, you know, like, it, it's just, uh, it makes the game even exciting for the play callers and the, and the kids. And, like, when they buy into this tempo, it's really fun to watch them look at you saying, hey, we need to play faster. And because they know it just benefits everybody. And I think that, you know, just what Baylor's done in the past uh, and those exciting offenses, you know, I was looking at the 13, 14, and 15 year there, like averaging over 600 yards a game, which is incredible. And, uh, and like, uh, that's something that, you know, we would love to bring back to Baylor, you know, is that exciting brand of football that can put a lot of points up, you know, because I know Coach Aranda is locked in right now and, and uh, he's, he's, you know, watching tape nonstop. He's just such a, uh, a ball coach, man. He just loves the game that he's going to try to find ways to get the ball back to the offense as many times as possible. And I'm all for it because that gives us a lot of opportunity to try to get the ball in the end zone. Does it spook you if you run into Nick Florence, like walking around campus? Have you have you seen him yet? I mean, what did he and Gino come for in that game? <laughs> yeah, that game was crazy. We were talking about that too. I saw him the other day. And, and like, you know, the funny thing is, is like I've used some of his clips like over the years, like I was at, you know, Cal last year showing like Nick Florence, you know, doing a, like throwing a concept, you know, because I'm a big believer of just gathering a lot of tape of how other people have done it. And, and uh, I just remember that year in 2012, it was such a crazy shootout. And, you know, that was a defensive coordinator nightmare for sure. But, uh, and it was really fun from an offensive perspective. Did you, uh, who'd you call to find out more about Dave Aranda? I think Dana obviously had crossed paths with him over the year. I mean, this wasn't like a, the greatest situation to come into. Cal, y'all just had a turnaround. You were doing great there. New conference. Maybe you didn't want to travel as much. I mean, some of those trips would have been That's hellacious. But, but was it just the allure of, of coming back to Texas? I mean, what, and, and you know, I'm sure they, hopefully have taken care of you financially, but at the same time, this is, he almost got fired and everybody knows that it's not like, Oh, I'm, you know, bringing up a bad subject. It's, he would be the first person to say that. What about seeing how, you know, tough this thing was last year made you go, you know what? I think, I think I'd like to be, you know, a part of 
trying to flip something back in the right direction. Yeah, like I talked to a lot of people. You know, I leaned on Dana and I leaned on Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, they absolutely love Coach Aranda. And, and uh, you know, like you call everybody and, and no one has a bad thing to say about Coach Aranda. And, and you see it. He's such a genuine, authentic person. And I, I, I've already enjoyed my time being around him. Um, but, you know, like, uh, of course, you know, I think in college football, I think everybody's on the hot seat every single year you know, the way I look at it, but, mm -hmm. you know, like I've already always had a respect for coach Aranda and, you know, I've gone up against him when I was at Texas state and uh, I've always just kind of followed his career. And um, I believe in him, you know, I, I believe in this place as well. I've watched, you know, just the success they've had and, and just the, the commitment they have here at Baylor to, to wanting to win and to be great. And, and uh, it makes you want to be a part of that, you know? And I, I think that, when you're looking for jobs and, and just when you listen to people, you just, you look at the coach and you know, what type of person he is and, and what type of coach he is. And I think he's one of the greatest defensive minds out there, which is great from uh, an offensive perspective, because I know he's going to try to get us the ball back and he has a lot of pride in stopping people. And, and then you look at the commitment of the university and uh, they're committed to win and winning. And, and uh, you know, like in a time of college football, that's all over the place and there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of uncharted waters. Like, uh, you know, they're willing to work through it all and, and, and find out what's going to be best for us and, and, um, and what's going to put this university in the best position to have success. And, and that's something that I've, uh, I've always seen from afar from Baylor and, uh, and from coach Aranda. And I'm, I'm just very fortunate to be a part of it. All right. I, I thought you might, uh, try to bring Dana in as like an analyst, but I guess you guys have spent enough time <laughs> together over the years maybe and I, I guess he was uh talking to nebraska i think here recently and that kind of thing but uh man that what a shared history you guys have and and y'all's whole fraternity there are books as you know written about it that has to be kind of weird to, to be reading one of those things and go oh yeah that's those are all the people i learned from and i'm sure you you know you're mentioned in some of those books as well but uh it's uh it's quite a fraternity and I sometimes, I mean, you're squarely in it. I'm sure there are some like tentacles out there. The people try to claim it. You're like, wait, do y'all do y'all ever like have like get-togethers or reunions or you know? Obviously, it was so sad to lose Coach Leach. But is that even going back to Coach Mummy? Is that a group that ever like y'all try to make it a point to get together and compare notes or anything? We try to, um, you know, like. Over the years, like when I first got into this tree in 2009, um, we would do a one-back clinic somewhere. You know, we would either be at University of Houston or Arizona State or, you know, just uh, Oklahoma State. We would just bring in coaches, you know, that are in our in our tree, and we would just kind of talk ideas because we all have a very similar philosophy. And and uh, it's been fun watching, like, you know, like I was a GA at the time, and my career go, and Cliff Kingsbury was a quality control with me, and his career goes, and then you see all the new – you know, incoming coaches and, and graduate assistants and watch them, like, take off and go. And Eric Morris at North Texas was in there, too. And just uh, at the time in 2009, we were just trying to figure out how to get a first down. And, and now you look back and there's a lot of, you know, head coaches and a lot of really good, you know, play callers that have came out of that tree. And so we still all try to keep in touch. You know, it's difficult to get to, together um, mm -hmm. because recruiting has now turned into be year-round and, and, you know, like just you can meet with your players now over the summer. So 
it, it's limited time, but when we do have an opportunity to get together, it, it's fun to just, you know, tell stories and, and just kind of see what anything new that you're kind of working with. Yeah, and is uh, Dave hitting you up for these new Pac-12 teams that are coming in? Like, hey, what do they do? What is Arizona? What is Arizona State? I mean, obviously, you've seen more of them. In re- Although Baylor has seen Utah, you'll see them again. Uh, how much is stuff? How much is that coming up? As you kind of have to, you you learn to you know all new schools, but then you do some of the ones coming in. You have a working knowledge of. Yeah, it been like if you would have told me the Pac-12 would be done with, you know, like uh, I think that's crazy, you know, and that you know Cal is actually in the ACC now, which is wild to me. But you look at Arizona State and Arizona and Colorado. And Utah entering the big uh, the Big Twelve, you know, and those are quality programs, you know. Like, I think that they all are different, you know. Um, you know, Utah, which you guys are familiar with, is you know a very aggressive and and tough physical team, and and they got great facilities, you know. And you look at Colorado, and they've got phenomenal facilities too, but they're more spread, air raid, throw it around a little bit, you know. And what Arizona did this past year was fascinating to watch, you know, because. They really flipped it. They've done some great things in the NIL world and, and just in the portal. And, you know, they all bring something different. They're all different styles of play, all of these teams. And uh, I think it's going to be fun for, you know, the Big 12 to actually go and experience these venues too because uh, they're fun places to play. You know, and I think, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be great for everybody. It just shows that, you know, the Big 12 has got great leadership and that we've they understand how it's – you know, you've got to have a great direction with your with your conference, and you know, just with them adding on the four teams previously, and then adding these four in from the the Pac-12, just shows that like this is going to be a very solid conference, and it's going to be fun because like you're really going across the country and back. Jake, I appreciate this, and uh, man, I think we're going to get to talk throughout the season, and uh, the boy, the, the chance to talk to coordinators. I uh, I love that and um, and uh, and I really look forward to our conversations and hopefully I don't know if you came back from Cal wearing Birkenstocks or if, you know anything like that but uh, I don't know if that stuff works in Waco. <laughs> no, I still got my jeans and boots on. Okay, okay, those it can change people being out there on that Berkeley campus. You may come back with some new ideas, but. Uh, that that would that would be fine. Baylor's open to new ideas. Uh, Jake, thank you very much, and and uh, really enjoyed the visit. Yeah, awesome. Look forward to talking to you throughout the season as well. Appreciate you. You bet. There, there he goes, Jake Spavital, uh, the new Baylor offensive coordinator on the Matt Mosley show, and uh, we're looking forward. We'll have Jake on. Uh, I think we're going to get to visit with Coach Pallage some during the season as well. And that'll be great. That'll be great. I've always wanted to love talking to those coordinators and kind of seeing what's on their mind from week to week. So that'll be an exciting time.